With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks, depending on what that drink is, preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? I'm telling you are your name. Soda. I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Maple syrup. Bella. I will never have a drink of Wrestling on the Rocks. Welcome to the dive bar of the IWC. Welcome to Wrestling on the Rocks, episode one, again. That's right, this is where every show is our first show, because we can't get a single show right. We don't move on until we we hit perfection. It's just how we do it. I'm at Ref Marsh, we're at WOTR, the show with me today... Miss Amanda Jane. Hello. Another one of them uh, Thursday nights. Yeah, it's a Thursday night uh, drink along. Not really drink along. It's a Thursday night chaser is what it is. We drink away the week's worth Ow. of wrestling. You just get hit by a lamp? <laughs> I was trying to adjust the lighting. and That was yeah. unexpected. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for coming up and having a drink with us. Our drinking buddies. Uh, we should have another drinking buddy diving in here uh, in a little bit. So whenever that happens, we'll welcome him as well. But until then, Amanda, what's in your glass? What are you drinking? Well, today I sound rather boring, but I will have an adult popsicle later. But for now, got a nice little can of regular Coke. And look, apple juice. Martinelli and the little apple. Is there no label on that? It's it's embossed in the... Oh, in the, yeah, but it's Martinelli's though. That's pretty cool. They're apple juice. Yeah, Martinelli's. Too. I like I'm having. Yeah. I'm having some proper twelve on the rocks. A little nice. something to sip on. I was catching up on uh, dynamite today, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm have a drink tonight." Yeah, because that was. Yeah. I'll be honest. I don't know. Just overall, just to even just say it up front, I was very underwhelmed by. NXT and AEW this week. Yeah. Um, I have to agree with you there. Um, both really kind of, I don't know, maybe because I'm still just upset that Carmelo won that belt back. Mm. I don't know. But... Like, I don't mind some of the stuff that's going on. Yeah. But, and there was definitely good matches between both shows. There's definitely stories moving along on both shows that I was happy with. Mm-hmm. But both shows I walked away from just being like, all right, well, I watched it. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't leave feeling an excitement for anything specifically that's happening. It was more of a generalized, yep, we're doing the thing. We're getting there, right? Yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll break it down. We'll figure out why that might be. Uh, Should we start off with news or should we start off with birthdays? What do you think? Or we start off with uh, some birthdays because, All right. you know, why not? And also, it's a really interesting birthday week. There's some uh, interesting interesting people. 
Yeah, I oh, felt like this good. week's of birthdays when I caught a glance at it was uh, not just wrestlers. It shows like a, a wide variety of all the parts of the business. You know what I mean? Yes. So let's see who we got here. I have here. Let's see here. Well, I guess they're really getting married, but happy birthday, Taya Conti. To Tay Conti. Justin Time coming through. Cheers, our drinking buddy Justin, while we have him. He usually pops in, basically has a shot of Mountain Dew, and then goes records his own podcast, which makes sense. I mean, he's pretty good. Yeah, pops right back out. Check out the In Time Wrestling Podcast for uh, Justin and his brother, just ripping wrestling to shreds. Those guys are vicious. No holds barred. I like it. Yep. Uh, yeah, she- cheers to, to Tay Conti. Yeah, I guess cheers to Sammy because they're getting engaged. Although It's the second engagement in a year's time. I don't know how I invested know. I can be in Sammy's fucking personal life. I don't like, know. I already don't care about it, but they got to stop putting it on TV. Tell Tony Khan that. I mean, he gave the Owen Hart tournament winners to a couple. Well, there's that, but he also put on TV before Sammy Guevara proposing to one woman. And then as soon as he proposed to a different woman, he just puts them on TV as a couple. Like, can we just ignore Sammy's personal life? Like, I think also going out there being calling himself the sex god and stuff. I know he's supposed to be a heel and stuff, but it, like, definitely doesn't make me interested or invested. I just go, okay, this guy's got... got... But. He's got no but. That's a problem. And someone told me I'm wrong. I'm like, no, I know butts. Yeah, that's true. You know I'm butts. I'm a booty connoisseur. True. Yeah. You will. Yeah. Yeah, that Gordon song, I want. Found You Miss New Booty, like, they were talking about you. You know what I mean? Like, you know booty. I know booties. Yeah, Wrestling you knew booty. Wrestling booties. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna define that. Yeah. Wrestling booties. Yeah. And that's what Miss New Booty is in K-N-E-W. New booty. She knew's booty. Mm-hmm. I like that. See? She liked it. Because mm-hmm. she got it. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I got it. Mm-hmm. I got it. I told her. All right, well. Now, aren't I supposed to be the one that gets it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's fine. The lovely Deanna Perrazzo celebrates a birthday this week. Ah, virtuosa. Uh, doesn't, yeah. she have, doesn't she have belts again? So, well, she lost the Reina's belt. And yep. Natalia. Um, and I don't think she has an impact. Well, she doesn't have the ROH belt anymore. Yeah. I don't think she has a belt. Okay, never mind. belt list. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. I wonder if, uh, who else? Who else we got? Hikaru Shida. There's a lot of AEW related people this week. Well, they've got 300 people on payroll. It's it's bound to have a lot of people with birthdays. Yeah, true. 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 It is true, you know. Um, it's time for the main event. Mark Henry, happy birthday, man. Oh, and well, I think, oh no, birthday's on, never mind. I thought it was, they were going to do that. He was doing Rampage on his birthday, but no. The uh, Jerry strongest Lynn. birthday. Yeah. Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn. Nice I've not guy. met him. I've not he's met so him. Nice. I've only heard that he's the best. Mm-hmm. And then Jacques Rougeau, the Mountie. Is that PCO now or no? Wait, is that? He was yeah. one of the Mounties. I know, but isn't PCO Jacques or is he the other? Uh, let me look. I know he was a Rougeau. <laughs> I thought so too. 
Um, n- no, it is not. It's his brother? It's his brother. Okay. Yeah. Well, cheers yeah. to him, too. Because if I saw his birthday, it would say PCO. Mm. Because, yeah. PCO no, got injured true. tonight. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He broke his, like, collarbone right there in the ring tonight. It was crazy. Ugh. Yeah. Um, Virgil. Oh, Virgil. Yeah. He's yeah, been going Thursday. through a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hope he. Hopefully, he pulls through it. Um, you losing a lot of those guys in that era. So yeah, you know, it's kind of sad. Yeah, and on yeah. similar note, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He started his uh, his radiation mm-hmm. uh, for the. I think the second time. This is him trying to beat cancer again. So yeah. Cheers oh, to Hacksaw. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Nicest guy. Uh, let's see here. Peter Avalon. See, another one. PPA. Oh. Happy birthday. Which mm-hmm. is a very interesting thing to me because they, like, let him go, but then they haven't because he comes back every once in a blue moon. Yeah, they've moved him from being contracted to just being uh, um, paid by spot. Which yeah. was also, like, the whole point before was that they weren't going to do that. And they were just like, now they've definitely leaned on it. But what? Well, look at the company it. now. Was it, is it what it was supposed to be? The Not answer is close. no. Yeah. No. Yeah. You have a little dictator over there. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I said it. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Speaking of other people, let's see. Scott Norton has a birthday this week. Cesar uh, Benoni. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. people. See, another one. I think he, they just got rid of him. Haven't mm-hmm. seen hide nor hair of him in a long time. And I'm thinking the same about Ryan Nemeth, too. Because I haven't seen Ryan Nemeth. All I've seen is he's advertising, doing comedy with his brother. So. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I'm interested to see one, one time. Yeah. Uh, of course, we do have some other really cool, 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 cool birthdays. Ref Asha Smith. Yeah, Aja. Yeah, how you feel about the refs? Yeah. Happy birthday. And she's great, and she's been, like, double time in it. Oh, really? She's had a lot of really good matches in uh, in WWE, like, high-profile ones. She's been getting a Ooh. lot of them. Awesome. It's been cool. Uh, then we have uh, Kayla Braxton. Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Kayla ba- and... Braxton, famously infatuated with Paul Heyman, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now, this one, I, 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 I can't do this one. I can't. It's only right that you do this one. I don't know which one it is. Um, you can't see in my thing. I can't see it. Uh, hold on. Did I okay. send it to you? No, you did not. Okay, then I don't know what it is. As a fan, I'm a little... I sent you the ones that I knew. I sent you a message. Oh, my God. People can see the message if they're watching. Where is it? Why do you send it to the here? I don't know. Hold on. Oh I, yeah. When is when, what day is that though? The fifteenth. The fifteenth. Yeah, coming up. Yeah. It's going to be Bailey's birthday. A Bailey bration for us all. Happy Bay Day. From the loyal sheep. Yes. She doesn't. She's not a fan. She went to sleep as soon as I said that. She got pissed. She's pissed. <laughs> But yeah, happy birthday to that too. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. I couldn't do that one. I had to give you that yeah. one. Couldn't do it. Oh, that's right. And then yesterday was Liv Morgan's. Yeah. We said that 
last week, but yes, happy birthday again, girlfriend. Yep, yep. Happy birthday to you. Yep. You only live once, but you have a bunch of birthdays. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. Uh, anything else? Any others? That's it. I right. uh, wish you all a happy birthday week. Next week is a really interesting one. So all right. We'll deal with that I'm when excited. we get to it. It's very uh, random. So. All right. Uh, well, let's talk some new stuff. A few things did come up. Just in time said, gosh, I miss Bailey so much. Dude, with all the injuries right now going around between the whole industry, I was saying it yesterday. I wish that there was like an injured reserve list for the entire wrestling industry. Uh, Matt Cardona had surgery two days ago on his torn bicep. So cheers to him and, and speedy recovery. He is going to be at the NWA show, but he's not wrestling. That was when he was supposed to defend it against uh, uh, Nick Aldis. Uh, today, Cody had his surgery to reattach his pec to his bones. <laughs> oh, good lord. Oh, oh. Speedy recovery oh, yeah. to Phil him. Phil had surgery. Phil. CM his Punk had toe. surgery on his little toe. Plus Kept the hangnail. Got the hangnail from sorted out. He'll be back eventually once he gets his smile back. Uh, uh, Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole are injured. Uh, Jeff Hardy seems like he's going to be back to action next this next week, but he uh, he was knocked out cold in his match. Yeah. So coming right back, but uh, uh, who else? There was someone else too. I don't I don't remember, but there's just so many people injured, and Bailey's out. Like you said, like we're really feeling it now. I think on the shows too. Um, well, we're missing Sasha and Naomi for one, and well, that's different. Yeah. Yeah, but um. I'll have to think of it. But yeah, there's a lot of injuries going yeah. around. Uh, I'm, I, I think it's prime for Leo Rush to come out of retirement again. <laughs> sure. Leo, yeah, Leo could be a top baby face for sure. <laughs> uh, a couple news things real quick. If you noticed a double or nothing, Thunder Rosa was wearing uh, uh, tribute gear. Her gear mm-hmm. had Uv- Uvaldi written on it. From the school that had the the terrible shooting there in Texas, she is as of right now auctioning off that gear to oh. help support. Uh, I've got a little thing here too. You can go to her Twitter at Thunder Rosa and find out where uh, where it all is. It looks like G S Pawn P or G Spawn S P A W N dot com is where we have the list of the stuff on there. But you can get a more direct link from her her Twitter. Uh, but it says 100% of the proceeds from this auction are going to the families and victims of the Uvalde school shooting. The funds will be donated to victimsfirst.org, uh, a registered 501c3 organization dedicates themselves to making sure. She says, uh, I live in San Antonio. Uvalde is 45 minutes away, and I'm very, very involved in the community. The fact that 19 kids died the way they did breaks my heart. The auction winner will receive the following. The headpiece, with butterflies and flowers representing the lost lives of, of Mexican women. Uh, I had the headpiece all day for photos and other activities, but as I was walking up the steps to the ramp to make my entrance, I banged the headdress, and it almost fell. That's why I'm holding it in the photos as I walk down the ramp to the ring. Um, Robe, knitted robe with a Sagrado Corazon in the middle reading Uvalde. It's a giant heart. Uh, Leotard, semi-transparent black leotard with vibrant neon Aztec-themed flowers and symbols crafted by AEW lead seamstress and uh, designer Sandra Gray. Which she was the one who was with WWE for a long time, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, well, because she did Cody's gear. And, you know, of course, that's where 
you know, because yeah. uh, Cutler's wife does the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that does like a lot of other people too. Yeah. He, um, like AJ Styles and Ricky and. Um, yeah. Okay. Like uh, also, black trunks, a uh, pair of boots, matching leotard pattern. Uh, I say stay his Zeus Morales, uh, or unless you made it, and glitter remains of all the face paint. So yeah, it's a really cool deal. It's a lot of stuff that you'll be getting through it. Um, current bids five thousand dollars. If you got more than that and you're willing to get in there, I say jump on in. Uh, really good cause. Really cool person. Uh, just time in the chat says Cole supposedly found out he was cleared to wrestle again last night during Dynamite. All right, well good, he's back. That's probably why he got into that shouting match with was it Hangman? So we're gonna see that again. All right. Uh, outside of that, I did want to throw out there because this came across my feed today, and since we do talk about referees an awful lot, Bryce Remsburg is having a seminar July fifth. 7 to 9 p.m., $40. Grapplers Anonymous says, learn how to maintain longevity, make and maintain professional business contacts to be indispensable, business psychology, and networking, open to all professionals of the industries. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good deal. And then you could always just take all that information and reverse it and be good at it. Hey. What? What? I'm just saying. Opposite day seminars exactly. are important. It's a good value compared to Aubrey's. I think Aubrey's was double. Yeah, Aubrey's was more expensive and even worse, I'm sure. <laughs> Come on. What? I'm saying if you're a referee at AEW, there's a really good chance you have uh, never gave a shit. <laughs> well, no, but Bryce, I like Bryce. It's just, you know, you can't really do what he's good at doing. Uh, he is just as phony and exaggerative and self-focused as as Aubrey is. He's no. he's very similar to a female Aubrey. Yeah. He does the same no. shit. Aubrey's like 20 times worse. They're both really bad. Yeah. Well, you know, I heard a rumor that uh, a certain someone who's a bad ref who's a female mm-hmm. um, wants Paul Turner's job. And if the Bucks have any stay in it, that ain't gonna happen. Hmm. All right. All right. I love Paul Turner. I've always loved Paul Turner. Yeah, he's pretty solid. I think he's a really good dude. So, Marsh, have you ever run into him? Oh, yeah, he's a really great one to, like, talk to. To talk to? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seems good. Seems good. Uh, outside of that, Nyla Rose was on sessions with, with Renee Paquette, and that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think I have any other news. I think we covered no, a lot of that. I did have something, but I don't think it's news. But um, the one Yaka, I don't know the Japanese, the Joshi one, but the one that came out looking like a genie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or as JR would say, the Oriental girl. Sure. Um, <laughs> she had an interview with somebody and um, they had a Q&A and she was saying how excited she was to be wrestling at PWG versus Masha Slamovich. Yeah. Now, anybody who does know PWG knows that they do not like that kind of shit. Super Dragon's like, nope. You know what's going to happen the week they do the announcement. They have the tickets going on sale, and a couple of days later, or even the day of, it starts floating out. 
yeah. because you know they want to keep that mystique of it you know yeah and now that you did that and people have been bitching about oh you need more women blah 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 well guess what hmm. it's gonna make it 20 times harder for other people to get tickets so yeah the wrestlers don't i know you listen don't don't do that kind of shit you know because it ruins it for a lot of people don't do what and not only that too but i don't think she's gonna get booked back once super dragon or he's already gotten into it so just saying i'm i'm not making sense of what you're saying don't do what don't do what don't like spill out news that could be you know like potentially like a surprise but didn't you just say that the tickets are all selling out now because of that announcement? No, they don't. No, they're not on sale yet. Oh, they're not on sale yet. Why? It's not on sale yet. I'm assuming this Tuesday we'll have an announcement about PWG tickets going on sale. Because oh, I know okay. it's not at the beginning of the month. I think it's towards the end of the month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I gotcha. Yeah. yeah, so let the promoters gonna, do the announcements so because they, they may have a plan. Well, I think it's going to be a um, AEW PWG show okay yeah i have a feeling and if phil didn't break his toe hmm. um i think he probably would have been there with that okay. ape shit. i would have gone to fucking yell at him i'll get in his face nice i'm not scared of anybody That'd be awesome That'd be good. maybe i don't know maybe like great collie or someone who's really tall like twice my height yeah, those that's scary. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, well, anything else? Anything else? No, that's it. Did you get to finish NXT this week? Yeah. Let's talk a little NXT. Yeah, sure. Let's see. One of the things I, I'm just gonna say when I watched it, it was nothing great nothing to write home about no there was neat stuff there's neat stuff that's moving forward and like it opened up with solo sokoa uh and grayson waller carmelo hayes and trick williams uh and and that was interesting i do really like the idea of solo going for a title but again i'm so tired of him losing a lot that at this point i'm kind of past the idea of seeing him as a champion in nxt like I'm over it now. Like I really wanted to see him with gold there. Now I just want him out of NXT. I just want him to move on. Like he's so good, the way, and so natural at talking. He's so good in the ring. He's so believable that watching him lose week after week to other people that we're seeing learn as they go, I'm just tired of it. I want to see him on a bigger stage. Like I'm kind of past the idea of it. I think it's cool that I'll get a shot, but if he doesn't win it. I'm kind of like kind of checked out until he does something big. Like it's, it's a bummer. Like they've been just beating him down. He's catching nothing but losses and he's one of the most believable guys they have. Yeah. Sometimes I don't know if you see this, but I see it and he looks like he's just kind of like going through the motions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes a little bored because like, you know, what the hell? So I don't know. I'm still bummed about Cameron Grimes, so don't mind me. But, yeah, yeah it, you know. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with Cameron next. Chesson does say he honestly believes that whenever Solo gets the match against Carmelo, he's going to win the title. 
If he does, then cool. And then give him a good run. But if he's just going to go there to lose, just move him on. Yeah. You know? Or a short run of like, oh, one, you know, here it is, one title defense and more two, and then it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. They have to keep it on him for a little bit. Yeah, let him run with it. Uh, The Usos were on after the bell with Corey Graves uh, like a month ago or so. And Vic Joseph is the other half of of the show, of After the Bell. So he asked them straight up about Solo and what they think. You know, they said that, uh, I mean, they love him, obviously, and they think he's doing great work. But he calls them for advice a lot. Hey, did you see this? Hey, what can I do different here? Like, So he's constantly trying to get better. But what they said that I thought was really interesting was that he hates wrestling barefoot. He wrestled boots his entire career, but once he got into WWE, he wanted to make sure he stood out. And that's why he dyed his hair. His hair wasn't dyed before. He dyed his hair. He cut it short on the sides. Instead of wearing trunks like he has been, he put on those shorts. He taped up his feet and said, okay, now I look different than them. Like, Because I guess on the on the indie scene, he looked a lot more like the Usos, which sounds honestly correct. Because I remember when uh, at StarCast seeing the Samoan Dynasty table. I remember thinking I thought the Usos were there for a second. I was like, holy shit, is that the Usos? And I was like, oh, wait, no, 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 that's not. But then I found out that it was the younger brother, you know, like. So really cool. He's going out of his way to, to stand out on his own. But I thought that was interesting that he's like, doesn't like wrestling barefoot, but he's just doing it that, to be different. That's kind of cool in a way. Yeah. Right? Because sometimes I feel like with like Jacob Quatu, he's another barefoot wrestler. Yeah. Like, he looks really comfortable, but then there's sometimes I'm like, damn it, dude, you need to wear shoes because I'm afraid he's going to roll his ankle. Mm. That's what I always yep. thought with, like, Miro. Yep. Um, yep. Riddle, I don't really care about, so mm. is what it is with him. Yeah, but even him, he trained that way, and he was yeah. how he fought in UFC, so it makes sense, you know? Yeah. Uh, let me see. So that so, was pretty interesting. That was pretty cool. What's up? Random things since we're talking about NXT. Yeah. Um, I noticed on Pro Wrestling Tees, Candice has the store again. Yeah. So I think, is she done? They had, someone, had, we'd mentioned it, I think, a week or two ago. Her contract mm-hmm. ran up. Oh, it did. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the, her and Johnny both didn't negotiate for new contracts. They were just going to let it run out, be with their baby, and then decide what they're going to do after that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if the Bucks have any say, she's they're gonna go there. But they need a woman like Candace in the back. Yes, I yeah, th- think. I think if AEW wanted Gargano, we would have already seen him there. That's my hunch. I think yeah. they probably really want Candace, but she's not ready to go back yet. Mm-mm. I think. When we finally see Johnny back on TV, I think it's going to be NWA. I think it'll be a little bit peculiar of a placement, if I'm being honest. I think you'll probably see him in like an impact or something. Yeah. Or we'll just see him floating around a little bit. But I think that I think places. I don't think that they see a big spot for him over there. I think we would have seen him just like even with John Morrison. They brought him in for like, what, two spots. He's not all elite. He's been coming in there to job a little bit. I bet you if we see Johnny on AEW, it's not that he's elite. It's that he's there to job out. Like, I don't think, I think Tony gets who he wants right when he wants them. You know what I mean? I don't think anybody's lurking around and just 
I don't think he's just waiting his time. I think that he makes the calls right when the call can be made. And I think, honestly, before. he makes the call before they're legally <laughs> allowed to be made. The amount of people who've said, like, oh, yeah, this was in the works. And then, like, they had to backtrack and be like, well, of course it wasn't in the works because that would be illegal. <laughs> Definitely wasn't in the works until it was legal. And you're like, minutes before. Like, Malcolm Bivens. Like, my ass. Like, they're how like, do you oh. randomly be in Las Vegas? <laughs> from the East Coast? <laughs> yeah. It's not like yeah. there was Oh, a you didn't even know till that afternoon. Yeah, my ass. He flew out there on a whim. Usually in Vegas on Labor Day and Memorial Day, there's always either a fight like boxing, UFC, or whatnot, and a huge concert of some sort. Yeah. So the only thing was AEW, because I don't know of anybody or anything that was Vegas, unless you count new kids yeah. on the block and you know whatever they were at mandalay bay so i guess that's why they yeah, couldn't it does have sound good yeah double uh, nothing there but... yeah and that was an abrupt thing too they didn't have a big fallout between jade and mark she just all of a sudden had malcolm bivens and yeah. then all of a sudden mark is in some sort of feud with wardlow for no reason like i don't understand that shit at all i don't either i don't write this shit yeah, uh, Justin either. does say, speaking of the Samoan Dynasty, Lance Anawaii and Juicy Fanu are going to MLW for the Battle Riot, which is awesome. That is awesome. Dude, MLW is doing some cool shit. Yeah. I just sent one to you earlier. I know that right now, <laughs> Hammerstone is teaming with the Von Ericks this mm-hmm. week. And then I sent you the other one where uh, Battle Riot, Hammerstone's going to go up against Bandito. I saw that, and I'm like, whoa. I'm going to have to get that, uh, that one when it happens, because... Man, that's going to be a really interesting match. Yeah, it's going to be badass. Yeah, we're all we're you know as y'all know we we love Hammerstone so yes, Hammerstone's my dude. Uh, And then uh, I don't think we mentioned it uh, last week, but last week uh, former Nash Carter Zachary Wentz made his in-ring debut um, back on the scene, and Mm -hmm. Warrior Wrestling announced a couple matches today. One of which was Athena versus Kaylee Ray. Which I think will be cool. Uh, they called it a dream match. I don't know if I'd call it a dream match, but definitely something to be excited for. Because like, I don't know if I've always—I don't know if I've been thinking for years. Oh, when, when, when will they or no? You know what I mean? It's. I think dream match is a stretch, but I do think it's going to be a great match. Oh yeah. Uh, and I only say that as uh, I'm tired of hearing dream match thrown out there. Like when Tony called a dream match was what was it Dante Martin and like Fuego del Sol, and you're like the fuck dream match dream for talking? who? Yeah. That's like so, a nightmare. I'm just saying, like, the the term's thrown around so much that when I see it and I don't agree with it, I'm going to rip it to shreds. But that's not to discount you know, those two women. They're going to do an amazing job. It's going to be the, yeah. the match to watch. But, you know, I can still say the match that I wanted technically was a dream match. It happened. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I don't refer to matches anymore like dream matches. It's like, oh, I'd like to see X and Y, but I, I don't refer it to a dream match, even though it's something I really want to see. A dream match is when two people are are competing in. They're competing in realms where they can't compete. Wardlow versus MJF isn't a dream match because they're both in AEW and yeah. it's possible, right? Seth versus Roman Reigns isn't a dream match because they're both in the same company and they're both on top. So, the idea of them having a match is possible. Even so, I would say John Cena against a Seth Rollins isn't a dream match because it's possible. Dream matches so, would be like the Cody versus Seth because mm-hmm. it wasn't possible. 
until the moment that it was, and then we got it right away. And he goes, that was a dream match. Because that was two people competing in different companies who couldn't ever have a match that you thought their chemistry would probably be great. I wish mm-hmm. we could get that match. And then we and then and then sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. Hogan and Flair was called a dream match for a long time because they weren't in the same company. Mm-hmm. After a while, once they had the match a couple times, no one called it that anymore. You know what I mean? So mine. Yeah. Well, versus Marty. Scroll. Yeah. If you don't know. They yeah, they worked at the same company. But that would have ne- that was never gonna happen. I think Delirious threw me a bone. Yeah that one well i mean there's other reasons like it's when two uh, performers who you think would mesh really well together but are just never on the path to collide i would give you that argument too because it'd be like my dream match right like like sammy versus ko at wrestlemania in a one-on-one was their dream match it was a dream match for me it was never that it was impossible it was just what are the odds of us getting there and then when they finally did it it was amazing but like uh, yeah, I just think it's thrown around a little bit. Like, Warrior Wrestling has Kaylee Ray. It has Athena. How many women do they even have in that company? It was just a matter of time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but they also announced Rascals versus Nick Wayne, uh, Blake Christian of Fuego del Sol. What the uh, hell is Fuego del Sol doing in that little... I think he's from... Or no, he's from Alabama. So, I don't know. I think he just does a lot of shit with them. Well, good on you, Fuego del Sol. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Get that paycheck. But he needs a figure. I'm not gonna lie. He needs a because because you need something for the other other figures to beat up. Yeah, that's true. Kurt Hawkins had a couple it. figures. Who? Kurt Hawkins. He had the biggest losing no, streak but, in WWE history. It, yeah, but the AEW world needs to have jobbers. That's what I mean. Yeah. So I'm like, where's Colt Cabana? Where's Fuego del Sol? Uh, Aaron well, you're Sullivan. in luck. Yeah, but you're in luck. Cesar Bononi. Uh, you're in luck. Tony Schiavone got a figure. There's your jobber. Mm-hmm. The yeah. ultimate jobber. You can have your Eddie Kingston figure beat up the Tony Schiavone figure. It'd be great. Because that's the only person he can beat up on AEW. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, no, no. But going back to, like, with the, with the rascals and everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little sad that it's not, you know, Matt Carter Wesley. Yeah. Or, you know, now it's Zachary Lentz and Wesley and a little, you know, whatever. Yeah. That's not Desmond Xavier, God damn it. Anyways, um, but Myron Reed and Trey Miguel, they've dubbed themselves the Little Rascals. Mm. So it's kind of cool that they're pairing up with uh, Papa Rascal. So. That's cool. That's I think really that's cool. pretty cool. So, you yeah. guys. Uh, Justin says, "What?" Oh, uh, yeah. And Wesley put out a tweet for uh, uh, Best Friends Day, and it was him and Trey and Nash, and that was cool. Uh, just in time to say, I wish AEW was able to debut Nick Wayne. Want to see him on TV so bad? Yeah, I got to see him perform. I think twice at GCW the weekend I was there. Pretty cool kid. Pretty cool. Very like, humble. Oh, yeah. He can't believe it's all happening the way that it is either. Um, I just hope he ends up around the right people to, like, really help push him into that stratosphere of next big star because I think it's very possible. But I also, I mean, I who am I? I don't know anything. 
But to be honest, when I saw Type Flight show up in AEW, I think these I was like these kids have a ton of potentials could be awesome. But then they've been in the ring with like Young Bucks and Young Buck Styles so much at this point, it's kind of a beating a dead horse. They're not getting better. They're not. They don't suck. They're not like worse, but they're not better. And it's just a lot like the gymnastic stuff. And I know that there's a huge audience for that. A lot of people like it. I've seen some people say that that AEW's biggest problem is that they have too many squash matches. I was like, what are you talking about? Uh, I think they don't have nearly enough squash matches to make a make someone out of it, right? They don't make it matter. But the thought being is they wanted more matches with more moves more often, and I get that. So I'm not saying that there's no place for it or anything. I'm just saying yeah, for but- me, Top Flight could be like the next Usos. You know what I mean? They could be the next FTR. They could be amazing. Well, if which you call it could not be it. the brother, one brother, Dante's brother, get off the injury train. Yeah. Justin said that yeah. too. He said poor Darius can't stop getting injured. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe like, that's to do with your style. Yeah. You know, maybe if your style was being worked on or refined and not just perpetuated, maybe you wouldn't get hurt so much. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. But is what it is. We'll talk about AEW in a bit. Let's get back to NXT a little bit. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm I'm expecting to see uh, Zachary Wentz soon in San Francisco because they used to come out a lot to West Coast Pro. That's cool. Yeah. Tomorrow's is really cool. Mm-hmm. They did have John, uh, Von Wagner versus Josh Briggs, and they called it a Battle of the Titans. And I thought that was a gross misterm of Titans, just because they're tall. I know. Dudes. I'm like, I'm like, uh, okay. It's like Clash of right. Titans. I was like, come on. Are they running out of names? Maybe. Mm. Let's see. That was underwhelming. If it was supposed to be a clash. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Clash of Titans also has typically a lot to do with personalities, right? There's usually like, yeah, I mean, larger than life is something they talk about, not typically by size alone. Like Andre the Giant wasn't just a big guy; he also had a very large personality. Uh, let's see, we did have Santos Escobar versus Nathan Frazier with Tony D on commentary. What'd you think of this, Amanda? Well, first of all, you know the little uh, little promo. It's kind of hard to watch. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, a little outside skit thing. Yeah. I'm like, boy, you're really digging it in there, you know? It seems like Santos is getting the worst of it. Right. And I get it. I think that the story works in that way. Mm -hmm. I don't even think that they're doing a bad job of it by any means. But I don't like it. Like I don't I don't like it in a way of like I don't want to see it resolved. Like I honestly just want Santos to show up on the main roster and that be that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. Like I don't understand at all what we're doing here really. You know? Yeah. Like we're perpetuating the same thing. It clearly can't Santos can't suddenly become cool with it. No. And so it's going to end up in another big fight of some type. Do you think we're going towards like a war games match? And they both get Maybe. one more person? Maybe. And then they blow it off that way? That might be okay. I mean, these people are all good. They're doing a good job with it, but I just don't like the Santos being part of the family thing. I wish they kind of like had their fight in one separate ways, if I'm being honest. Well, the match did end pretty cool, though. 
Tony yeah. D on commentary, like yelling at Santos, you know, that don't do great. this, do yeah, this, don't do that, do this. And then them sliding Santos, the crowbar, Santos slides it back and then gets hit with crowbar or not with the crowbar. He got hit with Nathan Frazier, uh, blindsiding him and, and Frazier got the win. Awesome win for Frazier. Frazier looked awesome. Yeah. Frazier's entrance is crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The fucking lightning that. bolts on the side and then yeah, the I'm smoke like, and then he rises that? from the ground. I'm like, Jesus. They've been having some really like high tech uh, entrances. Yeah. With people. So it's kind of cool to see that. I'm not going to lie. I think it's kind of cool. But oh, yeah. yeah, no, I, what, when they all came out as the family, I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. Look weird. I don't know. It's it is scary. also interesting because it definitely turned Santos into a babyface. Yep. Where you kind of had two heel factions going at it, and you only kind of cared because you liked the bad guy you liked, and now it's all like, poor Santos. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I like, know. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to like a babyface Santos. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. No. Don't work for me. Does not work for me. Yeah, something's gonna have to happen. It's gonna be crazy, but. Frazier's awesome. Like, yeah, really, really awesome. Yeah, I really enjoy watching him. What do you think about him using the Phoenix Splash as his finish? You know, I don't really have a, like, an, an opinion. opinion. You don't have I just, to. I just, no, I just, I just ask. I think it's kind of nice because his trainer was Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins used that move for a long time. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that he's like, and I think that Seth probably stopped doing it after a while because it's hard to do and it probably sucks on the body. And Frazier's like 10 years younger than Seth. And he goes, well, I'll just do it for a while and then I'll switch it up later too. And, you know. Yeah, because my body does not stick anymore. Yeah. 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 But it was cool. It was cool. I'm Mm -hmm. liking it. We did end up Braun Breaker coming out, talking about, uh, Joe Gacy. I forget what he was saying about Joe Gacy, but he was talking shit on him, I'm sure. Uh, and then, but ultimately, the the whole purpose of the segment was to get Apollo Cruz out there. Apollo! 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 <laughs> Is he still doing that horrible thing that he was doing on He's the main not. roster? He's not, but I'm torn. He's no longer Nigerian. What is he now? Well, I mean, he still is of Nigerian descent. But, but he went no, back to talking like, like he used to talk, and he came out wearing clothes he used to wear. Like, he's just no more, gone back no to more. Apollo Crews of old. Yeah. Uh, no Commander Aziz with him, so he's no longer a Nigerian prince. Here's the thing. Here's what I'm torn about. I get people didn't like that a lot, but when they were interviewing him about it, when he was talking to people about it, he seemed like he loved doing it because it yeah. was it was sort of like him playing his dad. Yeah. You know, and so it looked like, and it came across to me like it meant a lot to him to do it. Mm-hmm. So I loved that aspect of it, and he was making it work and doing a good job with it. So for it to just disappear and then him to pop up, it's kind of like, all right, well, maybe it didn't click the way they were hoping it would, and he's fine with that. And at least he got a chance to try it and give it a go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a little bit of a bummer when somebody seems to invest themselves in something and catch a little traction, and then it just dies off. You know. Yeah. Because uh, I was a little, I was a little shocked when he came out. And like, yeah, and supposedly the rumor is he's going to be there a while. That this isn't a one and done Apollo. That he's back in NXT for a bit. 
Uh, I liked even in his promo here, he said that, that he was called up too fast. That yeah. He wished he had stayed down longer. Kind of nice. And I like that. I like hearing that, that people admit, yeah, you know, maybe it was called up too fast. And yeah. Yeah. Well, think about it, too. If he was still down there right after, we would have gotten him with Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. We'd have seen him with Pac. I mean, like, we'd seen some crazy shit. Probably just seen him with Finn Balor there for a minute. Like, Mm -hmm. we could have seen him during some prime NXT years. So, yeah. 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 Uh, It is pretty cool, though. It It is strange. He doesn't have Aziz. So, the funny thing is just when we were watching Raw this week, they keep referring to almost as Nigerian Giant. The, the Nigerian Colossus they keep saying over and over again and I was like they're really driving home that he's Nigerian even though he doesn't have like this crazy thick Nigerian accent he does have that like deep giant voice and he has a bit of an accent but not so much that it, and it's not like he I mean I guess I don't know how else you present yourself to be Nigerian right but they just keep saying it and I was like do you think they're trying to push the Nigerian heritage of him so that they can bring in Apollo and Commander Aziz and make a faction out of it. Maybe. You know what I mean? A Nigerian yeah. dynasty, if you will, you know? And I thought, I could see that. And I was like, I wonder if they're going to do that soon because they were really hammering home Nigerian. And then uh, Apollo shows up here with no Aziz, and I was like, well, that's that. That's not going to happen. I wonder if we get Aziz back to Dabo Kato. Hmm. Uh Oh, it was a quick callback. Justin Time said, Frazier is one of two people I know that can hit the Phoenix Splash. The other is Rich Swan. Also Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins taught him how to do it. Damn it, Justin. <laughs> uh, he does say all in for Breaker versus Cruz at some point. And that's true, too. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. I guess ultimately whatever they do on Raw with Aziz is what it is. But Apollo and NXT, Breaker. We could have Apollo with Gacy. Who else is in here? Von Wagner? Yeah, Von Wagner. I think another one that um, potentially you could, I think would be really good too is um, I'd like to see a program with maybe him and not have Soa Sokoa job. Come on now. You know, that'd be a kind of cool match. Yeah. 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 Something there. Uh, Grayson Waller, Santos. Like, those could be some pretty cool matches. Yeah, we we could do a lot here. Uh, so I'm excited for it. I'm excited like crazy to see Braun and, and Apollo. And I liked Apollo coming out saying like, hey, champ, you'll see me down the road. Like, mm-hmm. thought it was cool. I think they saw such good success with Mandy and how she's like really flourished that I think that that magic, I think they could probably do with Apollo as well. I think so, so too. Definitely going to like, really, I'm really interested in what they're going to do with him. I agree. It'll be interesting. I agree. Uh, Tiffany Stratton and Roxanne Perez breakout tournament. What do you think here? Well, I like both of them. So for me, it was very hard. But I kind of knew in my heart, especially because of the way they've really been presenting um, Roxanne Perez, that yeah, she's gonna, she's getting it because just you know, it it was really. I mean, that was emphasized like you know her struggle she's going you know 10 hours away doing her homework on a bus and you know things Uh like that and you know and it's like you want those people to win which is great you know but tiffany's great in her own her own writing too so you know not a bad way to end a tournament 
whoever booked this tournament knows how to book a tournament. <laughs> <laughs> but just saying, just saying, it's it's very true. They know how to book a tournament. Yeah. And I thought that with the women's one, it went it went really, really well. Like I don't think that I was disappointed in seeing anything in particular, you know. Yeah. Like the other yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Justin Himes says, love that Tiffany's finally growing on me. All it took was pairing her with Grayson Waller to do it. Yeah. yeah, and her athleticism is incredible. I mean, she's an Olympic athlete, and it shows. Like, mm-hmm. her form is so perfect when she does that corkscrew, like, splash. Mm-hmm. It feels like she's just stuck in the air for a second while she does a full rotation and then drops. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Cool. I don't know why, but Olympians really kind of shine in wrestling. Because I'm thinking about, like, Jeff Cobb. Yeah. How, you know, and also because he's a bigger dude, how, like, smooth everything is. But definitely, you know, I mean, just things, I've noticed that with people who are Olympians. I think it's because of the body control they have. They train on a level that none of us can understand. They have a certain Mm -hmm. level of body control, especially when you're talking gymnastics or wrestling, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Tiffany... I think Roxanne was, well, I know Roxanne was calling the match mm-hmm. because you could see it because yeah. there was a bunch of times where Tiffany was like, almost like her feet were stuck. Like they couldn't figure out what they were doing. There was a few spots that definitely got super muddled and Roxanne was really trying to cover it up, but also mm-hmm. a certain point just kind of like had her hand over her mouth mm-hmm. and you could just tell she's like, Tiffany, Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just really obvious what what was happening there but and it was another one of those things too where it felt like like such a miscommunication i wonder if roxanne has not has been in the ring with enough like a a well-trained talent even on the indie scene that she was calling stuff in a way that tiffany whose only experience has been a half a dozen matches in WWE didn't catch what she meant. You know what I mean? Probably. You know, because yeah. I do feel like Roxanne I mean, going through all the training she went through in reality of wrestling and the laundry list of legends that she's been able to spend time in the ring with. Yeah. Probably she's been taken to heart. You know? Oh yeah. Early uh, being ROH champ. Yeah. Definitely yeah. have a lot of um, that kind of seasoned experience. So I know we were talking about Nick Wayne earlier. Again, mm-hmm. that's another person. He's been yeah. around now and wrestled so many of these people in yeah. different styles that it's incredible. So, like, the next crop, I think, in Generation is going to be very, very cool to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now something I wanted to bring up here, too. Let's talk about it a little bit. Uh Especially after the end of this, you had Corey Jade come out and celebrate with Roxanne. You had them in kind of a stare down with Toxic Attraction. You have they call they were online at least. Roxanne and Corey have been calling themselves Team Two Thousand and One, which I think is very offensive for those of us who graduated in the two thousands. Team Two Thousand One because they were born then. Like, stop it. Well, <clears throat> offensive. It's bullshit. I'm not even going to ask Amanda when she graduated. Because she'll be mean to me about it if I ask. 
Yeah, I graduated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. But, but no, I have but had either one way. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. They're like, oh, you were you graduated the year I was born. I'm like, oh, piss off. Yeah, yeah, piss off. Piss off. <laughs> Team 2000, I'm all seeing them together. I'm like, yay! And like, Team 2001, I'm like, yeah, boo! Boo! Uh, but here's what I was thinking, too. I think we're seeing something pretty remarkable in our timeline. When you think about wrestlers historically and who have inspired them historically, by the time that those people who are inspired are in the ring and at a level of which they can compete, the people who inspired them are no longer able to function on that same way. And oftentimes are already retired, you know, like you can always make the example of Johnny Gargano right away. Like, like it or not, he was inspired by Shawn Michaels. He got to learn from Shawn Michaels, which is amazing, but he never got to have that match. Right. Cause it was too late. Yeah. We're watching a young, go ahead. I was going to say it's interesting about Gargano because he's trained a lot of people who, are kind of going places. Yeah. In this yeah, yeah. school, like Don Barini, who took over when Johnny and Candace got signed. Very I cool. Mean, there's a lot of people. AJ Gray. Oh, yeah, there yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so, and I think we're, what we're seeing now, which is really cool, is we're seeing a young enough crop of women who are also getting very good very fast that we're seeing them in a world where they can compete with the people that inspired them. Right. Like I even look at Bianca and Becky just as a, not that Becky was, was an inspiration to Bianca necessarily. Right. Only in a certain, in a certain level. Right. Cause Bianca was scouted by Mark Henry and brought in because she was this collegiate athlete. They said, maybe it'll work over here. She gets scooped up into the NXT thing. No wrestling background. Wasn't a fan growing up doesn't know what's going on, has to learn all of it from scratch. Not a dig, not a knock, totally fair. The other person who did a similar thing but different route was AJ. AJ was not a fan, didn't grow up watching, started training, fell in love. Bianca, same thing, fell in love. They both found their passions in the thing. Bianca just happened to start on a big, big stage, and AJ started a little smaller stage. But either way, I've no knock for anybody who didn't watch as a fan who came in and got it. But you look at the amount of years that Bianca's been in there, and she at some point had to start looking up to Becky because Becky's doing all these big things while Bianca's just learning, right? Well, now you have Becky putting over Bianca as a top star. Bianca's not even been in the business for six years. It's been like four or something like that. So we're starting to see the next generation mingle with with the future generation on a high level. Like, we saw Cora Jade versus Natty. We're about to see Roxanne with Mandy. Not that Mandy inspired Roxanne, but that only puts her one step away from Bailey. You know what I mean? Like, we know Cora and Roxanne were inspired by Natty and Bailey and Sasha and Becky. Probably Charlotte, but I don't know. (laughs) So we're getting a young enough crop where we're going to see talent at an age mixing with the other talent and it's not going to be on their downfall it's not going to be as one's rising and one's falling it's going to be when they're all main eventers and that is incredible yeah. well look at um <clears throat> Cora Jade's boyfriend Blake Christian mm-hmm. he's only been wrestling for like three years mm. and you've seen what he could do and it's like wow, wow. 
you know, and I, it shocks me yeah. to know that he, you know, because I remember the first time I saw him and I had to go up to him. I'm like, wow. I said, um, you, he did some crazy shit. He, you've been to the, the uh, White Claw Cultural Center, so you know. Yeah. Of course, remember the spot you were holding the ladder for yes. uh, your ninja for friend? Ninja. Yep. Super Ninja. Ninja Mac. Yep. Super Ninja. You're, you're a ninja friend. I kind of like that. Yep. Um, but that I'm a friend same, to most like, ninjas. Yeah. yeah. But that same ledge, he did this like wicked, it was not this wicked, like, I don't even know how to describe the move, but obviously it was flippy dippy shit. Yep. And it, it oh God, it was like phenomenal because it was, it felt, and when you watched it, it was more than a 680. Yeah. But when you watched it, it, it was so flawless and it looked like slow motion. Yeah. So you saw each re- revolution and mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of these guys, you know, but the women I've noticed have a, there's more of them that yes. are getting like really great and taking advantage. I don't know if I'm it's just, just because it's, I don't know, because there's not that many women out well, there. Or... Well, but there's not that many women who are being inspired by the random things anymore, right? So, uh, like, when you looked at the diva search, like, where the Bellas came oh, from, God. it's because they wanted to be a diva because they thought Sable and Sunny were cool. You know what I mean? They wanted to be a model on TV who did the other stuff. They got to a point where they started learning and training. I'm not trying to knock the Bellas, but they got into it because that's who they liked, right? Sasha was inspired by Eddie Guerrero, Bailey by Macho, uh, Becky by Mick Foley. Like, you had women who were inspired by, like, incredible generational talent and wanted to be like them. And they wanted to break the mold and break that glass ceiling and did it. And now they're actively building a foundation with young enough talent to make sure that what they did doesn't disappear. Because you look at Trish and, and Lita and China and the ground that Beth Phoenix was laying down was a broken foundation. It just was. It was a little bit at a time. And the what we're seeing from the main event women now, the women who proved that main event was possible, is they're setting a sturdy foundation and bringing in young talent now that are inspired by the right clan. And women that are finally inspired by women. You don't have to have women inspired by men to get great wrestlers. Like, it's incredible. That's not to say that the, the Bailey wasn't obsessed with Lita because she was. But you, but Lita and Trish, what made them special is they were one-offs. They were special because they weren't the norm. Now they're, that style is the norm. And I just think it's a pretty historic time we're kind of living and watching that shift happen. In five years' time, we're not going to be seeing any of that kind of stuff. Like No, that, not at all. The amount of people who want to be like, oh, they're bringing back the Divas era. It looks like the exact opposite in every way. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? just because you see Mandy and Toxic Attraction, it's not, it's not the same. So, but even then, they're putting on killer matches, so they could relax with that. Like Mandy's doing noticed, better than she's ever done. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of this topic, I noticed that on indie scene, there's a lot more female reps. Yes, At West I've Coast, noticed that we too. Two. We have two, and mm-hmm. what's really kind of sucky is your big example is Aubrey Edwards. But I really love the women at WWE. Yeah, they're, Jessica Carr is incredible. Aja yeah, is incredible. They have like two or three women's refs in NXT now. They have two or three yeah. as well in NXT UK. Like, they're doing it. It's yeah. great. I mean, I think it's phenomenal. Like me, 
I can't wrestle. I'm too old for that shit. But I always want to set your mind to it. No, I have a bad knee though. Doesn't yeah. matter. If Cody well, can wrestle with a ripped off peck, you can have a wonky but that's knee. Cody Rhodes. That's oh, Cody right. Rhodes. Not me. <laughs> I'm not into that role. Okay, I I would make you know Mark Sterling look like a you know an idiot. You know I could go up against a Stokely Hathaway, but for me, I've always loved Vicky Guerrero. Always loved. I know people like, but I just kind of loved her the way she she can draw heat like no other. Yeah, I think she's probably the. The, the probably the one the only one who I think I can really safely say is if you want heat bring Vicky into it oh yeah you know? that'll work yeah let's welcome to the show our drinking buddy Mr. Shakedown himself Shakes Montana what's up man what's going on Miss Amanda hey producer lady I heard you <laughs> said he heard you he said hi to you she didn't put on her I headphones. Know. I asked her if she wanted to be if she wanted to be linked up. She goes, no, not at all. But now she does. Can you believe it? It's yeah. offensive. That's what I have to deal with. Wait Producer till, lady wait doesn't want to. Wait till happens. Wait till we talk <laughs> about that. Yeah. Uh, so did Chase, I miss a lot? You no, missed. No, no, we've I'm gone late, through. Man. We got through a bunch of like random news stuff, and we've been talking NXT. We talked a little bit about what's going on in the indie scene. But you heard we were just laying out there about the women's. Uh, I mean, the women's revolution happened. This is different. This is like a women's shift, shift like a rebuilding they're, of the entire concept of women's wrestling. They're kicking down the door and yeah. saying, you know, look at me. Yeah. Yeah, there was a revolution. But you know what? This is the fruits of the revolution. And the, yeah. The, what, do you, what do you think, Shakes? Like, um, just to pinpoint it, the, the women now, that is in NXT or mm-hmm. yeah and even Bianca counts too because she's been wrestling for like four years and here she is tussling in the main event with Asuka and Becky and going over like you're watching the main eventers set the stage for young main eventers to be there because men have always done that right we've always seen that like the main event is two established stars or sometimes one established star and somebody on the come up we've not seen that with the women We to get the first women's main event Becky Charlotte Ronda. Ronda was on the come up, I guess, but she was already a megastar. You know, like Charlotte, Rhea, maybe, but I'm saying like we're setting a foundation now where the women main eventers can bring up the next group. So by the time they're done, you have a sea of incredible main eventers already ready to go. Yeah, and um, I think that has a lot to do with uh, the class of Sasha and them. Mm-hmm. They they kind of put the standard and set it higher. Yeah. You know, um, like you, I think you said uh, they idolized Lita and the Trishes and all of that. And I think that they were like, you know, if you would say of wrestling, they matriarchs, right? Of, yeah. Of what's going on today, you know. Yeah. Um, and so. Uh, you know, it just it evolved from that era to the Sasha and the Charlotte era to to what we're seeing today. Yeah. It's, it's just evolving. It's just evolving. It's making the talent step up a, a 
another notch. And what I think is exciting and impressive is that we're seeing a fast turnaround of inspiration. The impact of what those women did, Sasha Bailey, and I'll just specifically call them out, the, the Brooklyn match they had was so significant to the inspiration of young women that we're now seeing those women already be of age and in the ring and on their way to be in the ring with those very same women. You know what I mean? Like, how often have we ever seen a turnaround of inspiration to another person in ring competing on that same level? You know what I mean? Like, it was that impactful, that strong, that wide that we're getting Cora versus Natty. We're getting Roxanne setting up to go up against Mandy. Like, and they're going, there's no way, barring injury, that Roxanne and Cora don't end up having a match with Sasha or Bailey at some point. You know what I mean? Like, we're seeing literal fruits of inspiration mingle and i think it's incredible like when you kind of scope out people who are inspired by steve austin didn't end up in the ring with steve austin he was only wrestling for six years you know yeah no i get it i get it it's like yeah idol yeah it's just neat man it's cool to watch i wish some of the um older you know um well my mom's say older but some of these established women that have been on the indies and things like that, like Alicia Stowe, um, Mia Yim. Actually, Mia Yim just did a seminar. It was very under the radar mm-hmm. over here. Actually, right literally less than a mile from where I live now. And I'm like, oh, I would have gone, you know, just to, you know. Yeah. See her. And it was just amazing because they were show. I saw a couple of clips and it just, what they learned. And most of I will say it was a, I'd say 75, 25, 75% of women, and it came from all over. That's so cool. And it was great to see that. So definitely, you know, I wish that they would do more because that's what really inspires the ones who are, like, right now actively getting into training and things like that. Yeah. Um, that Thea Hale, she just graduated – and they immediately put her with Chase University. This feels a lot like we're seeing Indy Hartwell all over again. Like, just put her in the goofiest, craziest, dumbest thing we got. Although I will say, Indy Hartwell being paired with Roxanne and Cora to potentially go up against Toxic Attraction could be great for Indy Hartwell. It could be everything she needs to get out of that, you know? Yeah, I think so, too. But, yeah, putting Thea in Chase U... Not a fan. Couldn't care less. I was like, okay, well, I'm done with you for at least two years. <laughs> Shakes, did you get to see much of NXT? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't catch it this week. Right. And you know what's so crazy is that I'm just starting to um, realize I didn't even watch Dynamite last night. I'm like, hold on. I didn't even catch Dynamite. <laughs> you Dynamite? I'm going to be lost. No, I'm going to be lost. Oh, damn. What have I put myself into? (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. I do think that we're talking a little more broad than specifics this time. Okay. Well, real quick, though, right? More than half the time. So. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, then I'm not so lost, right? You're not so lost. But I just want to ask this though. Yeah. Because I noticed something on Raw, I believe, and. It was a um, fatal four-way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dewdrop. Oh, Dewdrop, Bliss. Bliss, Liv Morgan, and Rhea. 
Right. And of course, Rhea won that. But yeah, Rhea too. What I noticed in that match that I don't know if a lot of people caught, but there were a lot of tag team moves from mm-hmm. Bliss and Liv. Yes. And they were looking good too. Yeah. Like the and moves, not just them. Both of them mm-hmm. was looking good. But yeah. Like the the tag team moves that they were coming up with was very creative. It was like Sasha and Naomi type. Yeah. So Yeah. I saw that. I also was noticing that Nikki ASH came out with Dewdrop just to solidify them as a as a team still. Tag team. So it's got me a little bit hopeful that we haven't seen the last of the women's tag titles. But at the same time, if they disappeared, I wouldn't be shocked at this point. But I really like the women's tag division. I mean, I'll, I understand that there's going to be immediate criticism. There is no division, and they randomly put people together. And sorry, we've had time and time again that it's a mechanism for the mid-card, so that's why the teams are constantly shifting. But, yeah, I think Alexa and Liv could be an amazing tag team. I think Nikki Dewdrop could be a great tag team if we actually get to see them team. But they also avoided using terms like team. And I was also speculating, because you can't put it against WWE or pass them to potentially be very petty. We're wondering if they're dangling some of that stuff out there, hoping that Sasha and Naomi are watching and being like, oh, tag team, come back. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. But I don't know. And, I think the big and- team. And another thing that I noticed on Monday, which was so crazy because we were speaking on it, but, you know, you were saying how much, like, the other uh, wrestlers in the faction of Judgment Day was more, it fit them more than Edge, and it just seemed like Edge was trying to find something to go with that, and then they turned on him. Wasn't that crazy? I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Right? But, you know, listen, listen, Marsh, man. I knew Finn Balor was going to turn. Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. I knew Finn Balor was going to do it. But I didn't think that they were going to turn on Edge, though. Yeah. That was the shocker for me. I was like, oh, wow. And I like it. Like I, I'm so I'm like, wow, this is wrong, but I love it. Yeah, it was crazy because I remember I actually turned a producer late and I was all like, I kept saying all the criticisms I had on Edge. I remember I kept saying like, I hope I'm being worked. I hope the Edge is just thinking that far through. And I was like, but he's not bringing the same stuff to the to the, the table as the others two. And I was like, maybe the whole play is to make Edge look like the weakest link in there. It's like maybe the play is the Edge is getting all the good lines and just giving them to them so they look so good. So it's like, well, they're doing better than Edge, so they must be good. And I was like, but I don't know. He's just like really phoning it in sort of. And then for them to call him dead weight and then attack him, I was all like, I hope it's because I was getting worked the whole time. <laughs> that was amazing. That was amazing, man. I can't wait to see what they do going forward. I knew with it. That. I knew it, man. I knew it. Finn Balor, like, once he came yeah. out, it's like, I knew it. I said yeah. it. I knew it. But then, like, when they turned on him, I was like, oh, wow. I didn't see this. Yeah. I didn't yeah. see this. This is sick. good. I made It definitely made me more excited to see what's up next, for sure. Yeah, like, when Edge come back, is he going to team up with AJ Styles to try to take him down? That's what I was thinking. We're going to get Edge, AJ, and Finn Balor, Damian Priest stuff. 
I was thinking we could definitely do that for a while. Uh, let's wrap up NXT a little bit here. Uh, Amanda, what are you thinking of Alba Fire? You know, I'm liking the repackaging. Me too. I really am. I love it. I love the fire. Like the literal but fire. I really, yeah. I think Man. they need to... I think it's time for her to kind of really get to work with more so to yes. cream the crop over there. Yeah. Do you think she's going to be the one to take out Mandy? I know it's, no. it looks like it's Roxanne right now, but I think it could sneakily be Alba Fire. It could be Alba Fire, but I don't feel like it's going to be. All right. It's just a thought. What they gonna do with the uh with the girl with the uh bunny slippers? Oh, Wendy Choo Choo. What they gonna do with her? She did something this week. What'd she do? I can't remember what Wendy Choo did. Oh, I don't but, know. But they need to do something with her. Wendy will have her day in the sun. I just mm-hmm. loved it. She what she's done with like her wrestling moves. She's really kind of adapted and made a lot of things kind of go with her character, which you don't see that anymore yeah. with wrestlers. Yeah. And I love yeah. that. And she wears yeah. faux bunny slippers. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh-oh. I just saw it here. <laughs> this isn't even about Wendy. Giovanni, Giovanni Vici, that, that French guy they've been showing in all the shits. Yeah. That's Fabian Eichner. That's why he looks so familiar. Mm. So he left Imperium to get a sports car and become French. <laughs> well, at least they made kept him European. <laughs> at least they kept him European. That's all. Yeah. No. All right. Yeah. Well, but that's like downgrade, though. You're it's worse. And, I really thought know. that we were going to find out he was like leaving NXT or something. And that's why he didn't show up with Imperium on SmackDown, but. To just be his own French guy with a fancy watch? All right. We'll he's see how it goes, I guess. He's good, but... That's what he's I wonder doing. if his thing ends up being a lot like Cesaro's gimmick was. You know what I mean? Just that 007 type deal? Yeah, but Cesaro is so suave, though. Well, we don't know how suave he's going to fit. What happened to Cesaro? Is he hurt or did he get fired? Uh, they couldn't come to terms on his contract. So it just expired, and he just left, and no one's seen or heard from him since. So he also seems like a pretty private guy. So I have a feeling that when he pops up, it'll be sudden. Yep, I know where he's gonna pop up. Pretty positive. Based off what? I think he's gonna go to to Ring of Honor because I think now there's too many people who feel that okay, you're you're showing the same people over and over again. You know, not everyone, you don't like the internet TV. You know, I'm getting bored of it, to be quite honest with you. And, you know, I think that that, that's still a really beloved product with people. Yeah. And nostalgia's sakes, because where the fuck is Samoa Joe been, by the way? Uh, Is he injured? Yeah, remember they had that whole thing last week where he had his shoulder all beat up by um, that basketball player? Basketball player. Yeah, yeah, he's just some random giant basketball player. 
Oh. We haven't seen him wrestle, so he's not a wrestler at this point. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. Uh, but, mm. but no, like, everyone's injured, but, like, it's going to be, like, ROH alumni mm-hmm. over there. Holt. It's going to be like watching the wrestler, but, like, an entire division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, like, oh. It's like when I saw Megadeth a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You're like, it's like, all right, well, the old man got back together. You know, like when we saw uh, Dave Davies and he had orthopedic shoes on. Oh, yeah. That's what it's going to be like. ROH is going to be oh, a bunch of old God. dudes going out Dave. there. Dave Davies with the shoes. Old man is yeah. not old. Yeah, he is old. Their last tour. <laughs> yeah, farewell tour, ROH. Yeah. That's why I don't know if I should be Billy Idol. I'm like, Not Billy Idol, Billy Joel. Billy Idol's coming too? Oh, I seen him. I thought you kept saying Billy Joel. Maybe I just keep thinking Billy Joel. I just really like Piano Man. Elton John. He's doing his last one. Elton John's doing his last one? Yeah, and I had to ask, is it like Cher where she's like retired? Cher and Leo Rush. Those are the two. I worked on two of Cher's farewell on two of Cher's farewell tours. What was that, Shakes? I love Leo Rush. Everyone does, yeah. Yeah. Now that everyone's injured, we were talking about this earlier. That, hey, Leo, can you come out of retirement for a little bit? There's some spots for you. Yeah, he could take the Cody spot probably. Yeah. Uh, Cody spot. <laughs> oh man, that. that mm. That's we'll talk a good about that. We'll talk about that in just a second. I just want to know if you had anything to say yeah. about because we sort of like tapped on it. Solo and Apollo as a tag team against Mello and and Waller. I love the yeah. idea of Solo and Apollo as a tag team. I know yeah, it's Solo Sokoa for a reason, but mm-hmm. that could be I really cool. I was thinking, why didn't you let Trip wrestle? I don't know why he won't wrestle. He's really good. The couple times we've seen I him, I know, and that bothered me. You yeah. know. Yeah, that's all I got out of it was I like um, Apollo and Solo, but I, I'm i like, why? Yeah. Why doesn't she wrestle? That's a good point. No, you got me there. Uh, but yeah, talking about Cody, I want to hear from you guys a little bit. Uh, Amanda, you got to see the Hell in a Cell match. You got to see some of the promo the following night. Oh, wow, you did, huh? Yeah. Cody with a peck removed fully from the bone just boneless wings oh that's gross he's got a chicken nugget for a chest yeah boneless wings cody Rhodes. i hope they make a figure like that where it's just swollen on one side if it was aew they would you know that would yeah, the, yeah, AEW would have. They definitely would have done it. Yeah, uh, but he uh, he ripped his pack right off the bone because he wanted to prove a point. Probably someone dared him. I bet because if you double dog dare someone, they have to. So that's why I think what probably happened there. He said he wasn't going to miss the match, and then he didn't. So now there's a bunch of uproar online whether they should have, whether he shouldn't have. I under the understanding and what the fuck do we know that Cody really wanted to. And other people have said that Vince should have put his foot down and said, you absolutely won't. We also know there's a ton of doctors around the other rumor going around is the doctors said, Hey, 
you got no bones, dude. Like, you can't make it worse. Like, you did the worst thing you could do. Like, someone can't get more pregnant. You can't rip more bone off of a boneless wing. Like, it's just that's not there, really, dude. That's hmm. a really out there it's a thing you only need the once so the impression I got and the understanding I have is that his injury was so severe that it couldn't be worse so then it just came down to how much pain can you handle and for for why right and Cody went out there he did it he had the match you could some people were still trying to say it was makeup where you could see the swelling like one arm was jet and yeah. it was turning color. So that's it, Yeah, it was getting where, worse as it went. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't like rubbing it, off. It was getting worse. No. No, and then like the one arm was in a puffy they, jacket. Yeah. But it's funny because if they did make a figure, if AEW had made a figure, yeah. they'd have to come up with a technology that it changes color like a mood ring. Oh, like you know how you have those little like toys where it's like a little dog you squish it and like poo kind of comes out jelly like and back in. They could have put that kind of thing in the figure so it's like squishy but like colors in it so it kind of like bruises more. Jake's <laughs> getting all mad. She's like, what are we doing here? I'm like, I hope he's not one of our, our sneaky wrestler listeners. Sneaky wrestlers who listen. Well, if it is, I hope he's taking notes. Uh, Amanda, what do you think of Hell in a Cell with Cody versus Seth? And then I want to hear from Shakes. Well, for me, the first thing I saw when Uncle Dave tweeted about Cody's injury, I'm like, oh, that was a gutsy move because yeah. aren't you on somebody's payroll? Mm. You and Alvarez, but whatever. Um, so, and of course, I'm curious because, you know, this is a big, it, you know, it's a big deal. It's the third one, you know, and, you know, we all know why Cody went wwe fulfill his you know, destiny it was destiny and he needed to prove himself yes. and god damn it i'm sorry that was just amazing from not because okay he was injured and had a chicken cutlet hanging off his body that's so graphic oh marsh oh. um next time i go to the grocery store I cannot walk near the meat department i'm bad cody yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, oh, God. But what I really kind of I got out of it, there were two things. Well, actually, no, three things um, that I got. Uh-huh. Is I know when Cody was in WWE. No, not WWE, AEW. And, when he, and even before that, when he was on his indie run, but it was more AEW. Yeah. That had the people who big WWE fans, oh, you know, he betrayed us. No, he didn't betray you guys. He did other shit before this whatever, you know. And unfortunately, for some people, um, it was time, you know. Plus, and if you... we were saying it from the beginning that he had an insurance yeah. policy the whole time. The yeah. moment he went out there and broke Triple H's throne – we mm-hmm. said on our next show, we're like, so Cody clearly is keeping the door open for WWE by building a Triple H story now. <laughs> He's leaving. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I'm sitting here like they adopted the whole um, the Cody elevator that they had in yeah. AEW. Cody yeah, Vader. They did that. 
you know, they're letting him bring his, you know, his own music. I mean, because I'm sure it cost him a pretty penny, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Dude, um, like I paid for this guy, I got to use it. Well, didn't he recycle the jacket? He his ring jacket he came in with, or am I like, I don't know, or am I mixing all these Hamilton costumes together? No, his his debut in WWE is the newest AEW Cody figure, like. He wore the jacket there, and then they released his WrestleMania gear on accident because he went and wore it again. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. The well, AEW yeah. WrestleMania figure. Yeah, and I think. Oh, okay. It's like, are you going to get a like a bendy? I'm waiting for Cardona to like one of them. They know, could do Cardona a. Can't. Well, um, it's swollen looking. Yeah, Cardona would do something like that. Him yeah. and Myers, but anyways. But when he came out, just the crowd, I was shocked, to be quite honest with you. I was taken back because I'm a whoa. He never, from my recollection, never had a pop like that. Yeah. Ever. Even in, you know, before AEW was born. And I could damn sure say that when he fought all this at All In, he didn't get a pop like that. Mm. And I I was like, wow. This mm. is really kind of cool. And I was, I was very shocked by it because there were a lot of people who, you know, they shit on, you know, AEW. Mm. AEW fans are shitting on him over at WWE. But when you look at it and where what he's done, that's a far better program than anything that he did at AEW yeah. in just a short amount of time. So before we break so, down that concept yeah. on on that, I want to get a little... Because I agree with you. I think having that match, he put himself into like a legendary atmosphere that he was yeah. not quite on. Shakes, what did you think of the Hell in the Cell match? <laughs> right. So... When they broke the news out, I was watching it on the uh, pre-show, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, am I being worked here? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, hold on. So we not going to get a main event match? And then right after I asked that, it's like, but he says he's going to wrestle and he's going to. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. I'm like, hold on. I'm like, no, this is, come on, this going, this gotta be fake, right? Yeah. Like, what's wrong with him? So, the match come on. I'm waiting for this too. I'm like, man, I got to see this. Match come on, and my boy comes out in a dust rose <laughs> polka dot outfit, and I'm like, you is so disrespectful. They just said the man is injured. And you gonna come out in his daddy's outfit? Oh That's yeah, that was good. That's messed up. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I'm I'm going through these motions, bro. And then he comes out. So I'm like, okay, I'm I'm of course you looking at the arm, you're looking at okay, where I where's he heard at? Uh-huh. And you trying to see, you know, any genderness in how he's moving. He's a little ginger in his intro, yeah. but he's still he's still pumped. He's still hyped. So in my mind, 
we got a little thing that we say on the shakedown show where we like, man, hit me with that cortisone shot, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? When football players hit me with that cortisone shot, doc. He had probably and seven I, of them. Oh, right. He had to. And that's what I thought immediately. I'm like, oh, man, he caught his own up, bro. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But then when he took that jacket off and you see the discoloration, I said, oh, hell no. He can't <laughs> wrestle like that. Yeah. He can't. He can't. No, there is no way, no way he can wrestle like that. And if he, if he does, all hats to him. And I get that it means that much to him. And just off the effort alone, mm-hmm. let him be in the heavyweight title contention match. Yeah. Because that is gutsy. Yeah. I, I, man, listen. I'm a tough dude, bro. I ain't that tough, but I'm a tough dude. Mm-hmm. If that was going on with my arm... I'm telling you right now, I'll be calling for for your God, my God, whoever mm-hmm. God needs to be around. I need help. Miracles, please. Dr. Wu, somebody, somebody help me, okay? Because I need help. That was serious. Yeah. And then the whole time I'm like, okay, let this just be a short match. Because the whole time he's taking these bumps and bruises, I'm like, oh, no, oh. And Seth was not being uh, merciful at all. He was going at it. He was going at that arm every time. I said, please, Cody, just give up. Yeah, the first stop. pin, just let him win. Just let him yeah. win. You did enough. And he did not. All the stuff that he went through and he would kick out, I was like, why, Cody? Why? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, listen, man. I get it, but you are, you are costing and shaving off years of your career. Do you not understand that? Like, I get it. We all get it. Okay, we get it. You are Dusty's son. You yeah. are his boy. Okay. You have guts like no other. But, man, you should have kicked. Uh, you should have kicked out the first time. And for you to kick out all the rest of the times that you kicked out, I was like, oh, my gosh. This guy is crazy. Okay? Yeah. He is out of his mind. Mm-hmm. I said, please, Seth, somebody, just just end it, please. Just end it. And when I seen him grab that, that uh, sledgehammer, I said, oh, man. Oh, man. Somebody going to die. <laughs> Somebody going to die. <laughs> this whole match, I was in an emotional wreck, bro. I'm like, oh, I can't watch it, but I ha- I couldn't look away. Like, I couldn't watch it, but I can't look away. Like, that's how it was just amazing, amazing match. Amazing. So much guts. And Seth Rollins as well to sit there. And to be that ruthless, you made it that you are one of the worst heels of all time. And even after that match, in the next night, what you've done, even top that. So, shout out to Seth Rollins for being one of the greatest heels of all time. It was amazing. They both both could stop tomorrow and be Hall of Fame ready. Easy. You know what I mean? Like, they just from that alone is like that is going to be forever 
You know what I mean? Like <clears throat> that was the Foley off the cell moment for Cody. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that's always going to be remembered. Always, yep. you know? Yep. And um, I think for me, it was my, more like, he's not going to have an arm. Yeah. Right. He's not going to have an arm when this is done. And if I'm not mistaken, Cody's a right-hander. Yeah. Yeah, so he's having to do stuff reversed and shit. It was crazy. Watching him, like, do his own moves reverse. Nuts. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. I was just in awe. Like, I was like, is he doing the crossroads the other way? The first time he did it. I'm like, fuck. I mean, that's... Pedigree. I mean, you see people get injured, like, let's say a Kenny Omega. Because apparently he's been injured for a long time in wrestling. You know, you know he still would do the same things. It wasn't as polished, but shit, Cody was so polished in those moves in reverse that it was like, yeah. it blew me away. Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ. I mean, I gave Cody a lot of shit in AW because, you know, all his long winded, oh, Cody's going to talk again. Um, where's my, um, my, um, I don't know, Waffle Appreciation Day t shirt. Yeah. You know, with Cody's going to, I don't know what. Yeah, his charity shirts. Yeah, the Black you know. History Month one was the worst one, I thought, where Cody was the only one who had a shirt that went to a Black History charity or NAACP mm-hmm. or something. And I was like, Cody, seriously? <laughs> Stop. You're making I, everyone look bad. I'm surprised think, WWE doesn't let him do that. Yeah. Still that would stuff. be great. But I this think that. So, like, to go back to your uh, original, like, kind of topic was this level of Cody seems different. This, even though Cody was a top guy in AEW, he didn't feel nearly as special as he feels here in WWE. Like he also clearly needs checks. He clearly needs somebody to bounce ideas off of. So I think kind of Cody's success in WWE is kind of highlighting issues that AEW has where if you had somebody with this amount of talent, this amount of ability, all of this was within him. And here he was in a company that lets you, quote, do whatever you want and get yourself over and gives you another platform to be a star. If Cody was capable of this all along, why didn't it happen in AEW? And it's because their system is not conducive to someone actually doing that, you know, because the system also needs somebody to say, you know what, that might not hit the way you think. Let's reword this. You know what I mean? Like, it is just a free for all and left to your own devices. It's throwing at a dartboard every time. That there needs to be a singular vision that people are working towards, you know, but because I saw people talking, you know, does this prove that AEW doesn't know how to make stars? Does it prove that he was underutilized? And, you know, all those conversations are worth having because they're fun. But I think more than anything, what it shows is that AEW is not conducive for top stars to make themselves big. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he was given all the freedom. He was EVP. Yeah. But even sometimes, you know, that Tony had the last say. So, you know, and I'm sure that, you know, Cody is really like, dude, you know, like Cody tried. He tried. I think yeah. the Bucks, like, whatever, and give up. We'll just yeah. do our own thing, you know. But Cody, I think, and this whole thing when you look at AEW, I think toward the end of his run, and I've said it before, is it got stale for him, mm-hmm. you know? And when you can't do really 
what you want to do. It's and it's not about you know oh he was he couldn't win a title there anymore. No, it's not about that. You know, because he had some really creative ideas and there were some great things that came out of it. But I think that he kind of realized that it's time. Mm-hmm. You know, the shelf life on this is kind of right now. It's kind of dead in the water. You know, um, I've noticed that since then we don't see his brother as often anymore oh yeah so i don't know but i really do feel that um i think when he was first in wwe it just was oh yeah you're you're dusty's son yeah you know whatever right and i think they totally totally underused him and undervalued what he had yeah Fast forward to when he left and he had his grand tour of the PWG. He did, you know, New Japan. He was doing X, Y, and Z. And I think that it was great because he was getting another outlet to be creative. Because I will say that the best times of of BTE was that era. The Cody, Hangman, Marty era. Rest in peace. That time. It It was great. You know, he was funny they, on it. I've seen clips from it, and Cody was funny on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was funny because I was talking to him about one of them, and he was like, he's like, I know you like Marty. He says, but he says, let me tell you. He's like, it gets old when I said, he's the one who fucks up everything. So we have to take do like 27 different takes because like Marty fucks it up. And I'm like, oh, don't be like that. And he goes, no, it's true. <laughs> okay yeah so good. Says, you know the boy band one and i go yeah i love that and he goes yeah no he said that was he says that was like one of the worst days of his life <laughs> so good and i uh, love that so i wish i could find that shirt again because i'm a big boy band nerd yeah but yeah cody's at a new a new level yeah, I think that match put him into a whole other tier. No. You know where he's going? I think he'll go next. Hmm. Freddy. You think because Cody's going to end up in Freddy. Freddy's promotion? The fuck you are you know, talking I'll about? You what, I think How that. drunk did you get? You had one popsicle. I didn't even eat the popsicle yet. Oh. Well, get drunk because you're not making sense. <laughs> okay, you want to know why I think he would go to Freddy Prince? Hmm. Because Freddy, I think has that kind of the vision that all elite wrestling was supposed to be and i feel that you know because obviously vince and company they're not going to let him do what he did at aew no he doesn't need to this is better than that yeah but i think he really enjoyed that behind the scenes thing and kind of that mentorship he provided to some people i really do think he he liked that so that's where i kind of see his path because he, he's done it all. You well, know, in the interviews he's given, he's given the exact opposite impression. That he determined that he did not want to be a behind-the-scenes EVP type. They even really? asked him in one of the media scrums, they said, would you go work in NXT? He goes, not as a coach. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I don't want to do those things. He also said not at the PC, but that was because his dad worked there, and it is emotional for him. But, yeah, uh, yeah he said that, that, yeah, he didn't. Because even Austin asked him on Broken Skulls about being an EVP, and he goes, yeah, it's 
I don't like it. Now, he talked about some of the relationships and being a mentor to people and still doing that. And that much he liked. But as far as, like, running stuff, he was not No, I'm talking all. about, you know, but having that ability to kind of be in there and kind of help build some of these people. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, especially because, you know, obviously, you know. Yeah. yeah. But he wrote WWE. And, I mean, and but... he's such a passionate man and not like this rabid fucking coked up person who, yeah. you know. But I think that that's completely off topic because the thing is, is Cody's signed with WWE for a while. He's on this huge trajectory, and you're saying in 10 years or so he's going to go work for Freddie Prince. Like, his contract is going to be for the next several years. He's not going to jump ship as soon as he gets the title one time. No, 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 no. Shakes, do you agree that that Cody kind of launched himself into a whole other, like, stratosphere of of legendary status here? Yeah. It did it put him in a, a realm that, like I said, automatically he should be in a heavyweight contender match, right? You know what I mean? As soon as he gets yeah. back, he should be there. Um, yeah. And this puts him in that realm where Triple H and mm. Shawn Michaels you know, those guys. He may not be where his father and Ric Flair is yet, but that next tier under it, where you got the Triple H's and the Shawn Michaels of the world, mm-hmm. that's where he just put himself in. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It was kind of wild to watch. You knew you were watching, like, history. Kind of reminded me of when we watched... um Becky, when she did the invasion and she got her face broke, you're watching and you're like, oh, this is history. This is going to be notable for a long time. Like, that was the same kind of impression I got watching the Cody match. Um, and I agree with you. Seth was incredible. I think that this is something you could study, you know. Uh, one of the conversations people are having over there is, do you guys think it sets a precedent or a bad example for the indie scene or other companies to push people to perform when they're injured? I don't think you should have been out there. I don't think he should have been out there. That's what I meant to say, but like, you cannot shave years off your career the way he did that. Like, I mean, it's commendable, and like, yeah, we putting him in that status because of it. But like, that's why we're doing it is because he just jeopardized a yeah. legacy to make it. Mhm. Mhm. A legacy, right? Like, yeah, high risk, high reward. Like he, 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 yeah, he just put all his chips in. He just put all his chips in, and he came out winner, <laughs> right? Like that's that's how it, it happened. But not everybody can do that, and and everybody shouldn't do that because there ain't nobody or everybody is a Cody Rhodes that's sitting there that can jeopardize something like that, man. I mean, some people got families and kids that got to take care of, so that's a yeah. tough thing to ask, man. I personally don't think it makes a difference 
whether he did that or not, especially when you look at the indie scene, especially when you look at like Kenny Omega was wrestling injured the whole time that he was champion uh, when he finally lost it. That's why he's been out as long as he has. He's had to do so many surgeries because he was injured the whole time. You just didn't see the injuries. Uh, Undertaker is obviously an old school guy and it was a different era and time, but he went into hell in a cell with a broken ankle, just taped it up, you know, like the legacy of that stuff happening already is prevalent. And then I don't think for a second that Cody Rhodes going out there with an injury, he couldn't make worse and wrestling does not change the fact that there's a lot of these guys doing deathmatch with broken light tubes and staples and razor blades and making ground beef out of their back, which is actually dangerous and actually painful. And well, not that what he did is not painful, but like much more extreme than anything they're going through. I mean, Nick Gage is a legacy built off the idea that he died in the ring one time and tried to go back in and his heart stopped. Like Necro Butcher had to stop because he like lost sight in an eye during a match. Alex Zane just had glass in his eye during a match and nearly lost sight in, in his eye there too. Like, I think that they're doing plenty dangerous shit on their own without the idea of Cody Rhodes wrestling with an injury that couldn't get worse. And that's my thought on that that narrative I see out there. I'm all like, seriously, you guys are concerned about Cody with the torn peck when all these death matches are happening, and you guys go, but that's pretty cool though, right? Or I think my it's, favorite it's a worse look when you see them cut themselves on AEW TV because the camera catches it. You're like, oh, he's literally cutting himself. Like that's way worse. <sighs> In my mind, go ahead, Amanda. What are you saying? I was gonna say, yeah, no, you forgot the um, one with Janelle. What made Janela like get notoriety? The spot he did with um, uh, was it Danzig? I think it was Danzig. Yeah, off the roof mm-hmm. into that truck, the pickup truck with all the yeah. barbed wire and the fire and all yeah. that shit. Joey was okay, but damn, um, dude, the other dude broke his back. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, people do some crazy-ass shit. Yeah. Okay. And do you think that they were inspired by Cody Ro- Cody Rhodes wrestling with a hurt peck? No. You know what I mean? I like... mean, people, but for some reason, people are inspired by Phil and his little fucking broken toe. Yeah. Figure. Yeah. Yeah. He stubbed his toe. He stubbed his toe. Yeah. But all those huh. memes are great. So if you have yeah. a meme, people, or seen one... About Punk's toe and Cody's peck, shoot him my way. Yeah, they've been hysterical. That was another thing, right, that I actually thought about, too, hmm. when um, the match was going. Because I was already uh, upset that CM Punk will be down for a little while, right, with being that they just gave him the belt. So now, when I heard okay. that. Cody then hurt himself. I'm like, dang. But to see him wrestle and the way, you know, with that, I'm like, wow, is that like a little jab? Like, look, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, my darn arm is freaking purple. Mm-hmm. And you sitting there talking about a stub toe? Yeah. Dude, I laughed so Man. hard. The pictures that they put side by side where Cody with a torn peck and is just sitting there like ready to fight in the hell in a cell fucking fists and then it says CM Punk with a stub toe and he's sitting there with eyes crying just like <laughs> yeah it was funny I had um, because I was text messaging a friend back and forth during the end 
was it matched? And I'm like, damn. You know, during the end, like toward the end of the match, and I was like, damn. I said, Cody's is that pack in that arm. Hmm. I'm like, it's horrible because you're we're watching this thing swell and turn colors, you know, that aren't a good color. They shouldn't be on it people. It was disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Just and, yellow and, and, and dirt. Yeah, it was gross. I mean, yeah. So that's why I don't like the chicken cutlet thing or the boneless yeah, chicken wings. Yeah, like, oh. the boneless wings. I, yeah, boneless wings. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that was it gave me a great vision. Like, I was <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that definitely looked like a yeah. chicken cutlet. And I'll tell you, I had said, God, I said, fucking Phil crying about his broken toe. Mm. That's a fucking big part of his body that's just like kind of hanging there i think right. i don't know where yeah. it would go yeah, but was... i'm like what are you kidding me and then of course like i don't know how i timed this but i had filmed a video for my friend i was gonna say yeah wham i broke a toe cm punk look at fucking cody yeah but i happened to catch the actual the pin and I'm like, wow, punk yeah. so. And it was in Chicago too, so I thought that was very apropos. Yeah, it was that amazing. Was it was, it was like, you fucking broke a toe. Mm-hmm. What a fucking diva. Yeah. Uh, Cody's like, I'm not gonna miss it because I love this too much, and it's a privilege to perform for you. Right after CM Punk's thing. all like, hurt my toe, and I'm be gone for a long time, guys. <laughs> That's another thing. Just real quick. Yeah. It just reminded me of something that I did want to talk about. Hit it. I think, not that I think, I know, right? That, um, what's your boy that with the jokes? Mad Cat. Mad Cat Moss, yeah. He dropped the ball. What? He dropped the ball on the pay-per-view. And I'm going to tell you why, right? Why? In that match where he's going at him beating up Baron Corbin. Chicago wanted the table so bad. I mean, they were screaming for it. To the point, it is the thing. Baron Corbin, he pointed it out at first. Like, he took the table out and they was, like, screaming. Like, yeah, it was like an uproar. And then he was like, yeah, you ain't getting that, right? And that's a great heel thing, right? That was awesome. That's why I say he dropped the ball because Mad Cat was supposed to bring out the table. Right? And I'm bringing this all up for a reason. So I know exactly where you're going, and I, I love it. Keep going. Uh-huh. So he brings uh, the whole time. They, they yelling and screaming for a table. That whole match, that whole match is like, tables, we want tables. And Mad Cat even acknowledged it like, oh, you, I ain't going to get you a table right now. I'm just going to keep on whooping his ass right now. Like, he said it. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, you dropping the ball, bro. You like, you will go so over if you could just grab a table. Just grab a fucking table. They yelling and telling you we're trying to put you over. Grab the fucking table, dude. He didn't do it the whole match. And then he ended the match and still didn't bring out the table, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, wow, Madcap, you dropped the ball on that one, right? But then the, the next match. Or I think it was a match afterwards. Whatever. It was the Seth match. In the in the in the cage, Seth finally brings out the table. 
and the crowd goes bananas. And I said, see, Madcap, that was what you were supposed to fucking do, man. So much so that when he brought up the table, they started chanting, thank you, Seth. And producer lady was watching. She's like, what the hell? Like, they want him to beat up Cody? And I was like, no, they just want a table really bad. Like, it's stupid. want a fucking table. But you're right. If Madcap had brought out a table or two, then by the time Seth did, they might not have popped so big. Because they would have already seen it. They wouldn't have been saying, thank you, Seth. They would have, boo, don't hurt Cody. And at that moment, them getting it kind of made them not feel so bad about the arm. He was like, Mm -hmm. all right, well, just let him go through a table just one time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know? heard that bad. Yeah. And I think AEW fans are desensitized to the tables because it's like, when did they not bring a table out? Right. Which might be why the Chicago crowd was so rabid for the. I mean, the table was more over than the match at that moment, right? Exactly. And it could be because that they're so used to having so many AEW shows where they have six or seven tables a night that they're like starved for the table because they think that wrestling is tables. You know what I mean? Like, they're having to learn oh, that it's a little different sometimes. Only because I didn't notice. But was pro wrestling tees in the first two rows? Probably not. Why? They don't have any time to. Yeah. No, they don't belong there. Uh, I'll be honest. I mean, I don't know if there's anything else on the Cody thing you guys wanted to hit on. I, sw- I wanted to have those conversations with you guys. Yeah. Um. I definitely wanted to have that conversation because when I yeah. seen it, I said, "Man, I can't wait to get on wrestling on the rocks and talk about this." It was insane. Crazy. I have a new respect for Cody Rhodes that I never had before. I think we all do. And yeah, I'm like, because I've met him, you know, like bunch bunch of times, several times, and he's always been like, I I noticed right away. I kind of like the first time I met him, I'm like. He's very humble. Like, yeah. you you don't see that in a lot of people. Because there's some people on the Indies who are not humble. Wrestling. There are some people on the AEW who are not humble. kid, man. You know yeah. what I mean? They, they've been in that lifestyle all their lives. You know? yeah. yeah. And I just was blown away with it. And, you know, yeah, yeah. Me too. like I said, it was something I think that was very special that can't be recreated. And I think he's fucking lost his mind going out there doing it but you know what it was wonderful and Seth was very classy yeah it was crazy and it it made me clap I'm sorry yeah it made me clap and I was like you know what good for you Cody that's true Shakes doesn't like the good guys he liked Cody that night (laughs) yep I did I was a fan uh yeah honestly um I think Seth also different level of respect watching him take care of Cody the way he did. He um, did, yeah. And making sure Cody got to have his moment, like incredible. Uh, yeah. I met Cody one time and it was a double or nothing the first year. And when I went up to meet him, I had just met his brother. I'd met Dustin just before I went to go meet Cody. And Dustin would not stop talking about how much it meant to him to have that match. And one of the first things Dustin said to me is like, can you believe that Vince wouldn't let me have that match? And I was like, what? And I was like telling him how much the match was powerful to me. And he goes, I pitched that match almost exactly the same way to Vince year after year. Every year my brother was there. And Vince just said that people don't want to see two brothers fight. 
And he said, and every year he pitched it again, and Vince would be like, no one wants to see that. And he goes, well, we just proved to them somebody wants to see it. And I was like, it was incredible. And I was like, it was WrestleMania worthy, no doubt. And you could tell Dustin was just emotional about having that moment and that match. Well, I go over to meet Cody, and I wasn't a big Cody fan before that weekend, to be honest. And I even went up to Cody, and I was like, look, this isn't a popular, going to be a popular thing to say in this given moment and environment, but I did not walk into this weekend a Cody Rhodes fan. I was like, I just, like, I have respect for you, but I was like, I just wasn't a big fan. And I was like, but after last night, you made me a real big fan. Like, you've earned yourself a fan. And I was barely able to get much of that out. And he just kept saying, like, isn't it great that my brother got that? And he was, like, telling me about how it meant everything to him to get his brother there to have that match in front of their fans. He goes, my brother's never performed in front of these fans. And I wanted to make sure that he got the chance to have this match and in front of these fans because they'll eat it up. So Dustin's talking about how much the match means to him. I'm trying to tell Cody how well he does his job of winning over a fan, and all he wants to talk about is how much it meant to him to give his brother the match. Like, I was like, holy shit. Like, this dude did not want to talk about getting a fan. He wanted to talk about making his brother feel good. You know? Like, it was crazy. That's awesome. I don't have a ton to say about Dynamite, if I'm honest. It was pretty lackluster. There was some some all right stuff. But, I mean, to be honest, Moxley versus Kyle O'Reilly for a number one contender spot. Did anyone think Kyle O'Reilly had a shot? No. 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 Um, so on... let me get this straight. So let me get this straight. Kyle O'Reilly won the Battle Royal. Yes. And right. the Joker, the and surprise then... entrant for the Battle Royal, was Andre El Idolo. And when he came out, Tony or, uh, Excalibur tried to play it off like he'd been gone for years, and I didn't realize he was gone at all. He was gone for like what right. two weeks like because i mean the problem is is the company has a history of not putting people on tv for long periods of time and then you just hear about how they were on youtube so you don't know so when someone's gone for two months you don't exactly. know exactly you don't uh but, you really don't you don't realize it right yeah he was gone <laughs> yeah i was like okay here um since you know on the the uh, last double or nothing you mm-hmm. saw that piece with, you know, Andrade and Roosh. Right. So exactly. I was expecting Roosh to come out mm. with him. The whole, you know, um, that, not, that's true. I'm trying not. I'm like knocked into something right now. I'm feeling accident prone. Yeah. Boy, that popsicle yeah. is strong. Um, he was gonna. Um, he was gonna make. Uh, he was gonna bring somebody into the Andrade uh, family office or something. No, they're yeah. going to do no. It's going back to being Los no, Los in Glober Nobles, the original. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe well. they'll recruit someone else who's I don't know. I don't know who they will. But yeah. Yeah, I think at Forbidden Door we're going to see Lij versus Lij. I have a feeling. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And if it happens, I did not book it. I'm not on Tony Khan's payroll because yeah. if I was. There'd be and, certain people, and certain people who would not be hired. But anyways, yeah. But this this whole show you. felt really messy. Like they're trying to force this forbidden show to mean something, but it's not with people who we know much about okay. or seeing them do anything. Like, okay. So when Phil broke his toe and he did the crying speech and then Tanahashi with the good hair came out, I'm sorry, but I 
do not want to see the ace have the fucking job for CM Punk. I'm sorry. No. Absolutely not. No. Uh-huh. I have to, I, you know, I have to, you have to draw the line somewhere. And that's where that line is drawn. Because I'm like, this is a, a man who's very legendary. Yeah. Although I think his hair is more legendary than the man himself. But I just, but, I, I just, yeah, but now he's out altogether. Yeah. So I'm like, thank God. Thank God for your broken little toe. So, but that battle royal was weird. It was a mess. I think the what it had done is it made Eddie really look like a bitch more yeah. so. It's like, why do you keep like, he's like Charlie Brown uh, okay, yeah. at this point, with the football and Lucy. He, he thinks he's going to do it now, and then oh, nothing. Yeah, And that's getting old. Yeah. Um, the old, the old, you know, little guy throws the big guy over. That's old. Yeah. You know, what did we get? We got another like WWE type of match, which yeah. honestly, I didn't even watch the the main event because I was like, really, Kyle O'Reilly? I mean, as good as he is, fucking, that's a boring choice. Well, what was also stupid is when they announced it was going to be Moxley versus a Battle Royal winner to go into Forbidden Door against one of the two NGPW guys. Everyone Mm -hmm. said, oh, well, obviously Moxley's going to win. I wonder who they're going to put him up against. And then when it was Kyle O'Reilly, everyone was like, yeah, of course he's not going to win. Like, there was never a moment where people didn't know Moxley was going. You know what I mean? Especially given that Moxley was number four at the time when he was announced. And then they just put his name at the top of the list after that. Like, yeah. Well, I don't know. What, Everything in here was a mess. The well, promos were all a mess. Well, with the with the the battle royal, I really honestly, and especially because he had a decent run at Best of the Super Juniors, is I thought, and when um, Wheeler Yuta was one of the last four, I'm like, really? Like I didn't notice he was in there at all until he was part of the last four. Yeah, and I mean, you know, and I, I just was kind of like, okay, okay, you have two people who, you know, have a kind of a boring style. And I'm like, they're not going to put black, uh, the Blackpool, whatever, whatever the hell they are, against each other right now. No. So, but Kyle O'Reilly, I mean, yeah, I still, I'm still shocked by yeah. it. Um, it was very messy. I think a lot of people were trying to do the whole Kofi spot and yeah. it either failed miserably or or not. Yeah. And yes, Eddie Kingston did spank Starks' ass. I don't blame him. I would have done uh-huh. the same thing. So shout out to Eddie. That was probably the that best thing sense. you did in that whole that Should whole I even watch this episode? No, no. I, honestly no. I don't think so. Even the Eddie Kingston promo wasn't very good it, it and it was, was crazy. Awful. It was flat. That was probably the worst one I've heard do. St- Stokely Hathaway didn't do a very good yeah, promo well, either, and he night. typically does. Nope. No, right. he did not. Oh, my night. Oh, yeah, he did not. Um, Buddy and Pack was okay, but it, it felt okay. like it felt like a match we've seen before, even though we probably haven't. Yeah. Because both those guys did the same thing that they always do, so it like felt like yeah. something we've seen. The only thing that was kind of interesting was seeing Julia Hart with them. That was kind of I didn't even notice her. 
well, you saw her more so at the end, so not really at the beginning, but. I believe yeah. you. It's very interesting. I believe you. Yeah. yeah. Trent Beretta but, um, was not cutting a very good promo, but FTR no, comes Trent out. No, that Trent Beretta promo was awful. I felt yeah. so bad for him. Osprey oh. comes out looking like Logan Paul. Oh, okay, first of all, I'm so fucking pissed. Okay, we all know Ocean, Ocean Spray. I, I'm when my I did not know until I looked at Twitter and my friend had wrote, "Oh, I hope Amanda's not watching," right? And I'm like, "Don't spoil it for me, right? I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm working late." And then someone opened the bag. They're like, "Holy shit, Amanda, your favorite wrestler! Look, it's." I just was like, "Oh." Oh. So it kills me. And I'm going on the soapbox for a minute. It kills me because one, Ocean Spray is a problematic person. Number two, one of his little, whatever they call it, United Empire or whatever. Um, he's got another problematic person, TJP. Mm-hmm. So you've got these two who are known to do not so great things but yet the superior Brit is still on the shelf I don't I, I, I just no and the way they talked about that new belt I have a feeling they're going to give it to him yeah and Tony Khan I swear to God if you're listening or anybody who's affiliated with him that's the wrong move you've done some stupid shit that I've forgiven but this shit Forgivable. I can't. I can't. You know, I just, I don't care. If, leave him in Japan, okay? I don't like this, like, U.S. tour he's doing, okay? I, I don't. I really don't. So, people, just let him, don't bring him out here, okay? Don't. But I had a feeling he was going to be here because his uh, Cobb and, uh, I almost called him Ken Corn Con from the, the pro wrestling from Nintendo. But that mm-hmm. guy was, mm, yeah. No. Yeah. No. And uh, I will get off my soapbox because I know a lot of people enjoyed it seeing Ocean Spray there. I, for one, know. Yeah, I couldn't mm-hmm. care less about seeing him there. Uh, Anna Page versus David Finley. I couldn't even really pay attention because it was just was kind awful. of. awful. It didn't seem like really much of anything. They had a bunch of commercial no. breaks. Adam Cole cut a bad promo. Mm hmm. The other thing that's weird is this. So I'm also wondering if if I want to say like something potentially good about it is Hangman Page's promo was a lot of like, hey, I'm not going to get a title shot, um, you know, powers that be, this, that, and the other thing. And I'm wondering if this MJF storyline that they're telling is building a four pillars style faction to go up against an ex WWE guy style faction, right? Because the other thing we got was a terrible Young Bucks promo that had. Uh, Jurassic Express and Hardy stumbling over their lines, and it was really weird. But Christian kept, you know, taking control, and Jungle Boy kept being like, "The fuck is wrong with you, Christian?" I could see a Jungle Boy Page MJF, um, and uh, I mean maybe even Wardlow if the if the stack the chip no. stacked right, um, to be this sort of like four pillars. Well, who would be the to take down? Pillars? I don't know. I mean, I Darby's got no reason to complain, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you could put them together in a thing where it's like we're going to take down the CM Punks and stuff coming through here and taking our spots. You know, like 
Hangman Page is starting to talk about in a similar way that MJF was talking about. I mean, Wardlow even said that in a weird way that he didn't want the championship because he wants to fight CM Punk, but the winner of the champion will be fighting CM Punk. So it was like, I don't want CM Punk until I can have CM Punk, so I'm not going to get my guaranteed shot at CM Punk. I was like, what? Like, they they left all their top stars out of the Battle Royal and then tried to get them all to go on the mic and explain why they didn't want to be in it. And it was weird. And then you had Kyle O'Reilly in. And then Kyle Warden, yeah. Uh, and that match was shite as well. The thing that was neat about Thunder Rosa versus Marina Shafir is the match mm-hmm. itself was good. Marina got pin drop silence when she walked out. The video package they showed of them cutting a promo on each other was awkward. Marina was terrible there, too. Yeah, They're not doing a good job. And Marina, we've only seen come out and lose. So I don't understand how she's number five. I don't understand where we're going no, with all this. Well, it's on YouTube wrestling. Sure. But I've only seen her on Dynamite, and she's only lost. Yeah. So I didn't think she was going to win here either. It does have me interested, though. The Thunder versus Marina was a good match. And then seeing... Uh, Tony Storm involved in that story at the end of it does yeah. entice me. But oh, that yeah. was honestly the only thing of the whole show that I thought was like a good takeaway. That and Paige hinting that he might team with MJF in his own way. You know? Well, I also thought out of the Battle Royal, the clear person who I thought shined was Swerve. Yeah. Like, and he came in and he commanded that thing. I mean, I think he worked with, he worked with everybody. Yeah. And, He's the one you know, who, I, I thought it was a swerve show until all of a sudden he was out and I go, okay, now I don't know what yeah. we're doing. Yeah. And I thought it was stupid the way he went out, but you know, whatever. And I just was like, wow. Okay. This was great. And I loved how he turned on Keith Lee. Yeah. That was like fun. every man for himself. So that was, well, then he tweeted out dead weight. So now it's like, okay, well you guys just put this badass team together. Now you're going to break them up. Like, fuck. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, well, you know, I, I thought that was weird. And then um, the other standout for me as well really was seeing how, like, a Ray, um, how Ray Phoenix and uh, some of the people he was working with, how it gelled really well. Mm-hmm. I thought it was hilarious. Jerk has had his moment where, you know, Ray did that 619, and then Ricky was like, oh perfect time haven't done it i thought that was kind of cool but it was also neat to see how he worked with a lot of the other flippy people that we don't normally see him against yeah so that was another really good takeaway for me which i thought was cool and starks has a hell of a spear oh yeah he missed the one when he tried to come in yeah jungle boy and he's like i'm gonna hit this shit and he did i think he went across i think he because he did it on jungle boy right i think i think so yeah no wait no jungle boy wasn't in it i don't know who it was dude he did it on it was someone small yep. i want to say maybe it was darby could have been tony oh no the Nies. first time oh tony ne- no tony needs needed to be gone first yes yeah he needed to be gone first but yeah no dark spear was like pretty wicked yeah and yeah. seeing you know i i like the fact that they didn't have all the big guys kind of yeah, like, go big guy, big guy. I did like that because you yeah, know, it's, that, it's that, done to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, kill that overkill. Yeah. So Wardlow wants to go for the TNT title instead of the world title because he wants the world what? title. Wait, why? What? 
because he that wants the world title. He wants the world title, so he's not going to go for it. He's going to go for the TNT title. Why? Okay. I don't know, dude. That's you what thought I got I was out of drinking it. heavily early. <laughs> That's, That's what he no. said. He said, I didn't enter the Battle Royal because I don't want to win the championship until I can win the championship from CM Punk. So I want the TNT title. That's not linear thinking. That's like Steiner, like... Um, it's Steiner championships. Yeah. Or, <laughs> you know, like, with words, it's Steiner words. Yeah. Words with Steiner. Okay. Steiner logic. Yeah. I was like, well, yeah, I'm so confused by that. Yeah. Now, that's what he did. I don't get it. Yeah. I, I don't know. Does it make me want to watch next week? I don't know. No, I'm going to see it. Ocean Spray every week on my TV. Absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah, it was no. a really flat week. I'm like, no. Wow. If you're bringing this overrated piece of shit yep. on TV every day, every Wednesday and or Friday, and I can't see people like, I don't know, who are much more talented, like Swerve yeah. all the time, or um, let's even go, let's go there. Like, you know, Hobbs. Yeah. And, you know, they talk a big, they love Hobbs. All of those guys love themselves some Will Hobbs. Especially JR. JR, I, I'm like, dude, are you on Hobbs' payroll? Because, damn, it, you know, he's he's probably the one wrestler that he, you can see it's genuine in his voice. And when they do show him on camera talking about Will Hobbs, that's on that roster. And I mm-hmm. think that speaks volumes. Yep. They got a lot of good people there. So, and then the only other thing I didn't enjoy was the fact that I'm going to get Rapungi Vice again. I thought you wanted them again. I do. I want the, I get them again. Yeah, so why is that a bad thing? It's not a bad thing. I said oh, it was a good thing. Oh, okay. oh good thing. thing. Yeah. Bad thing is Ocean Spray. Ocean, okay. no. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you're going to get more TV time than freaking Ricky Starks, I'm sorry. You're no. fucking boring and dumb. Mm. And horrible on the microphone. And he, and he smells weird. And he stinks. But he does. I think he does. <laughs> I think he does. I was that close. He, he didn't smell then, so I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. And he but doesn't put the it. shopping cart back when he's done. He leaves it. <laughs> right. Yeah. He leaves it hanging, and he's probably one of those ones <laughs> that just leave it, and it rolls and hits somebody's car. That's the Got kind of the toilet tissue on the other side. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> he does on the wrong I way. I don't recycle. Yeah, I like stem apples. Uh, was there anything else from from the wrestling week you guys wanted to hit about? Because I was just more excited. To t- it was weird because as, as I do think there were some really cool things happening in in NXT, but really, mm-hmm. if if Shakes were to ask me what is he got to catch, I'd be like probably Rosie and Tiffany, and probably the main event, and that's probably it. Uh, the rest of it is enough stuff that's going on that like there was so much fascinating stuff happening watching it that was like bigger picture stuff which is what we talked about mostly today but then watching like the day-to-day this week was really lackluster but hey at the same time when you're doing 52 shows a week plus plus premium live events pay-per-views in AEW not every one of them is going to be a grand slam every time sometimes you just got to have a sometimes you just got to have a page that gets you to the next the next page so I'm not saying it's a terrible thing and all these companies are going out of business I'm just saying this week was not not the big week you know I also um, think that if you know kind of the the 
you know, and are kind of really familiar with um, Legato del Fantasma, I think mm-hmm. that that for people who are really into into him and their faction, it was an interesting story to see. It was fun. It was yeah, neat. I thought that 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 was great. I mean, if you're not really a person, you you know, you might not get it. And the whole like when Tony was calling out, the, no, do this, mm-hmm. do this, you know. Yeah, and everything, yeah. and just the look, because this is what I love about Sanchez, just the look on the facial expressions and everything. Mm-hmm. It just was, it just, it works, man. He needs to be on a bigger level. Yeah, yeah. Soon. There's a lot of talent down there that I think is ready to move on, but then who would be oh, on yeah. the show? So, absolutely, yeah, takes him. Uh, Shakes, anything that you want to make sure you got a chance to talk about? Yeah, uh, two things. Oh um, yeah, say that. I don't know. What they doing with Chump? No clue. It's weird. It's weird what they doing. It's like they're trying to search what to do with him. And that's not cool because all you got to do is just let him get in the ring and let him work. Yeah. That's where he makes magic. The theory I saw, because I I didn't see the connection until someone else pointed it out to me. Uh because I was like, why the hell is Ciampa just randomly attacking people for no reason? Because it feels like he just randomly attacked Mustafa Ali a couple weeks back. This week he randomly attacked Riddle. The connection there is Miz. When Miz was around, Ciampa was lurking, right? When Miz was not around, uh, Theory and Ali had no issues with Ciampa, right? The theory is maybe Ciampa's like Miz's mercenary. Which be could cool. be interesting. That would be cool. That's a really interesting one. Yeah. That would be cool. I like that. And then my last thing, just my conspiracy thing, man. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at the Street Profits, and I know that they're going to get this heavyweight title thing going on, right? I think this is when Montez Ford turns. I, I think, think it's time. Yep. I think this is when he turns on. Look, man, I, he, he's he been lifting. He got real huge now. He's he's a WWE guy all the way now. You got yeah. big, you're huge, and you're great on the mic. Oh, they're going to give you everything now. They're going to give you the works. Yep. And Dawkins is so, dumpy uh, as ever. He's not putting on the size the way that... Exactly. And he's so... It's like he's... Uncoordinated, discombobulated. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He wrestles like a kid on a trampoline. That weird spin into the corner, I swear to God, he has gas when he does it. He's the <laughs> one dude who takes bumps, and I'm, I, I think he farts when he takes a bump. Oh He's gosh. like a whoopee cushion. He just looks like a big whoopee cushion. I don't even think that of Otis. Bumping and farting, chicken cutlets. God, this is yeah. shit. And I'm telling you, show. if Montez Ford <laughs> makes that turn, and he's a heel... He'll be a heavyweight champion by next year. I could see it. I have my issues with Montez, but I'm not blind to what is there. Like, I think that that the team has done as far as it's going to go. I think it's not building steam anymore. I think this time it's starting to drag, and I think that uh, I think it's shake and bake. Right? You gotta you gotta catch the number two's wind so you can be number one. No one's got more wind than Dawkins. Catch that wind. And then 
slide up around. I think that there, the possibility is there. I, I think the thing that would keep him, I mean, and people love it, but the thing that keeps him from me to seeing him as a like world champion is the silly bumps. Like when he does the Superman dive and he's going like this, it looks stupid. When he does a dump on, on somebody on the outside and stands up and dances in someone's face, it looks childish. Nice. To me, I go, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, you're goofing around. Like, But I also understand that people love it. It makes for GIFs. It gets them trending. I don't like it. But that doesn't mean it's not working. Uh, but I could see if he dropped that, I could. I don't see any other yeah, issues with him. And he can work it. Like, yeah. if he can work it, like, where it's an annoying factor. Yes, yes. People is like, ugh. Like, ah, yeah. Yeah. They'll work. Exactly. Someone. Yeah, that was all I had, man. Oh, speaking of Champa, that was one. Him and Thatcher, man. Yes. That was amazing. Which I wanted to say. uh, This was I forgot this was news this week. Uh, Timmy Thatcher, Toothless Tim, is now wrestling with uh, Pro Wrestling Noah. That's pretty cool. It's really cool because who else is in Noah? Oh God! Actually, I have to look. I haven't watched Noah in a while. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of really, really great people, and actually, they've really come a long way in the last couple of years. Because I thought it was kind of stiff. That's um, funny too, because that keeps him away from AEW, because there you don't have a relationship with Noah. Nope. That's funny. Nope. And I think with Tim, knowing the kind of person that he is, yeah, he doesn't care. He just wants to wrestle, you know. Yeah. But not. You know, it's not for the money. It's not for whatever. Yeah. He just wants to wrestle. And no, I love dope. it when I get to see Tim wrestle. And there's some really great people that are on yep. the indies now that he can have some incredible matches with. Yeah. And it's really exciting to kind of to kind of see that. So Could be cool. definitely with Noah, that's a big thing um, that I'm going to watch. Because it's he's kind of got that strong style. We might get yet, Suzuki Thatcher, too. Suzuki's not in Noah, but he's not in JPW anymore either. He's kind of like a free agent, so hopefully that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Oh, I don't I'm care like, where it is. Like, <laughs> I just want Robert to have Dante looked at. Maybe he, maybe you'll see it at West Coast Pro. That could totally happen. Could happen at Bloodsport. Totally. That too. Uh, mm-hmm. Josh Shakes. Knows. Oh yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Shakes. I do got one question for you before we do last call. Uh, in terms of Montez Ford, I saw someone speculate. Uh, what do you think about the idea or the possibility of Montez Ford being in the Money in the Bank and jumping from the turnbuckle to the briefcase without the ladder? Oh man, I seen that on Monday, <laughs> right when he when he leaped, and he was like, he was could, close. He could have touched and grabbed his own suit <laughs> briefcase right there. I'm like, man, put him in the match; it'll be easy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that can definitely be a possibility, um, but maybe next year, right? Because um, that would make him. He a got star. something to go on, yeah. But you know, he turns on uh, Dawkins after they lose to the Usos. He makes his heel run. Money in the bank next year. He wins it and wins the championship title next year. You can do that. You I heard it that. first from Shakes Montana. They could even put him in the ladder match this year, have him jump up and hang from the briefcase, but not be able to unclip it. So you already know it's possible. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. 
And then everyone yeah. would be like, oh my god, he almost did it. Yeah, it <laughs> I think That'll make him a legend just in his own right yes, there. Yeah. Really. I think, if anything, they probably want him to perfect it so yeah. that when the time comes, he can do it. Oh, yeah. And it will be Definitely. Next year. Next year, we're bringing it back. Yeah. Can you imagine? That's something you just fucking don't want Ford. to Ford shows up the under fucking thing. He gets he's on the injury list because he fucking twisted his ankle trying to jump practicing to the fucking. <laughs> he did what? Yeah, he was practicing, practicing what? Leaping what? to grab the money in the bank. Yeah, I'm like I would say, why don't you have crash pads? You can still twist an ankle on a crash pad. That's all I'm saying. No, that's true. I didn't say break a leg. You know, well, something like meaning like he twists his wrist when he lands. Fuck. Yeah, but <laughs> but guys, thank you for coming through and having a drink with us. Thank you to my drinking buddies, Miss Amanda Jane with a Y. Shakes, tell people where they can find you at. Oh, man. Uh, at ShakesNYG on Twitter. Um, check out our YouTube page. Uh, please like and subscribe to Shakedown Sports Podcast. Uh, ShakedownSportsPodcast.com. And uh, any business inquiries, shakes three zero nineteen eighty four at gmail dot Get with me, show me the monies. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, you can find all of our stuff over at wrestlingtherocks dot com. Amanda, anything you want to put over? Um, you know, no. I just want you know people to, uh, you know, a lot of there's a lot of things going on in the world. Yeah. So, you know, mental health, you know, I'm encouraging everyone to take care of their mental health because, mm. you know, it could, it really can cripple and pretty much almost kill people. So, you know, if you know somebody bottle. that you're kind of even kind of suspicious of, you know, that might have something, you know, I know sometimes people don't like to be called out about that, but I'm a firm believer if, you know, I had mental health. I, I do have mental health issues, but mm-hmm. it wasn't until someone really addressed it to me that I kind of thought back and got really introspective. So definitely, you know, let's do that. And then, of course, for um, our LGBTQ community, plus community, happy Pride Month. That, that's my new motto, though, man. Uh, if you If you need help, seek help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And there's free resources too. So there's no, you know, there's no reason why not to. I mean, hell, you can even download an app and talk to somebody or other people yeah. for free, like just by text. And it's pretty good. It's anonymous. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's that. out there. It's out there. Guys, we'll be back next week right here in the dive bar of the IWC for a brand new episode one. Guys, that's last call. Cheers. 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 Hey, producer lady here. Thanks for tuning in. Continue to support us or buy us a drink by following and putting the eye and subscribe on Twitch. Or subscribe and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Cheers. I would never have a drink with less than on the rocks.